announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Lucha Outsider Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear. The legend thriller is here back in studio. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays shown, the anti hero, yeah. the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And welcome to the 2020 Lucha Awards COVID Edition. Don't we do the, like the dance? 2020. Okay. I mean. I don't think it's an award show. It is an award show, but this is like the COVID edition. 2020 uh, hasn't really been that great of a year. But that's what we got to celebrate. That it's over. That the year is over. Finally. 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 <laughs> Finally, this year is over. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Like where, Mario? <laughs> we can't see. We can't do that. We can't do that. Because we had. You gotta understand. Yeah. After Sam, yeah. you know, left. Yeah. We had to fill up time. Yes. So that's why we do the dance now. We were talking about the Luchis or whatever, and now you're oh. right when the Sorry. the song's about to end. Sorry. You wanna be like, <laughs> "Where, Mario?" So we're here. We are here. What up to Gadiel Soto? What up to Jessica Hoffman and everybody that's there with us in the chat? The Luchis 2020 COVID edition. COVID. COVID. That's how they say it in Argentina. COVID. I don't know. I don't know where they get that extra eat from. Just saying, it's COVID. Like, termina. Hi. Bien. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Ah, where's mine? Hashtag, it's Rebel time. I lost mine. Duke, did you drink it? Dude, you're an old man. It's right in front of you. Where? You're looking at it. Oh, shit. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. Already. 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 Already? Put, put my volumes up, bro. Come on, man. Oh. Already. Congratulations, you played yourself. A little bit. All right. Um, before we introduce our two special co-hosts for the fourth annual Lucci Awards, dun, dun, dun. Uh, let me dun, give a dun, shout dun. out to Chris Wren. He hit me up, uh, friend of the show. Yeah. He hit me up and said that you know he appreciate all the shows we did in 2020, and he told me to tell you know mm-hmm. all of us all that his two favorite episodes were. The episode right before the pandemic started where we mm-hmm. did like the theme songs and we were trying to bring some light. Remember, we were doing like yeah, the theme songs and, you know, kind of reliving that. some of the older stuff. Okay, by the way, our show was the first one to do that. Then other shows copied us. Just saying. I'm and, just putting it out there, bro. And then the other episode that, that was one of his favorites is like, you know, during uh, some of the stuff that happened with uh, mm. some of the murders and the police brutality stuff. And we yeah. acknowledged that and we addressed that. And that was... 
you know, his favorite episode. So, but, you know, shout out to Chris Wren. No, shout out to Chris Wren and, and also everybody that's with us. You know, Jessica Hoffman, every time we go on, she's on there. Gadiel also, Justin Barr. You know, again, we do this because we, we like this. We love this. We love wrestling. We love arguing with people that we like wrestling. You know, I saw one guy was like, I don't tell people I like wrestling because... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, just oh. shut up. I like wrestling. That's what I tell people. It's my uh, it's my soap opera. So let let me be. I can't be ashamed of that. Right. That's what I like. But that's why we do this. And thank you to everybody. Share the video. Let the people know that we are here. And uh, let's go, bro. I'm ready. All right, let's. I'm ready. Let's introduce let's our two special co-hosts. Let me reintroduce myself. Okay. Yeah. They have a YouTube channel. They have a podcast. Meridian and Teddy, the rest friends. Yo, we're getting good at this. Yeah. <laughs> eh, 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 eh. Yeah. Woo. You got to unmute your mic. There you go. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, rest Hey. Yo, we're getting good at this. We should be doing this for like a Look living. at that introduction yeah. right there. Oh, my God. That was so fancy. <laughs> that was so great. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> What We're here? What do you think of our Luchi theme? <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome theme. It's such a great it's, theme. It's, I'm, I'm hype. Yeah. That's what I gotta say. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm excited. I feel like Rocky, ready to go climb some steps or something. <laughs> Maybe not really, but like. <laughs> All right. So let let's explain to the audience, the friends of the show, people that maybe maybe this is their first time uh, watching the Luchis. This is how the Luchis work. So we have different categories, right? And we break down the top 10 from 10 to 1 of male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, breakout star of the year, match of the year, event of the year, and one of my personal favorites, congratulations, you played yourself of the, the year. The Sippy Award. The Sippy Award. Um, And listen, this year's kind of weird because COVID, the pandemic, maybe some of your favorite wrestlers that if it wasn't a pandemic, maybe they would be wrestling all year. You know, some of the stuff that, you know, that happened in Ring of Honor and MLW and even some New Japan stars. They weren't really wrestling all year. So maybe some of those wrestlers won't make the top 10 list. But that makes me happy because I like to piss people off. <laughs> but by the way, people in the chat are already saying that they love our treat. They love it so much that I'm going to put it on camera, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby. Look at our tree. Glorious. Sorry. So... Before we uh, give the first award and, you know, break down some of the top tens, I want to also address, because I know it was gonna some jack-off is going to be like, uh, but it's December 20th, TLC's tonight. How can you do the award show if the year's not over? Because it's our show. No, sorry. <laughs> well, that you do have a point, Leo. But hypothetically speaking here, let's say if tonight, because you could say, you could, the argument mm -hmm. could be made that there's two potential matches that are happening today that could be money in the uh not money in the bank i'll fucking uh match of the year contenders you i think you're gonna say money in the sand a uh, drew mcintyre and aj and ko and roman mm -hmm. at the end of the year you have ray phoenix and kenny omega yeah so if hypothetically speaking those matches are like oh my god wow five star six star seven star matches we'll just round that to 2021 all right yeah, I mean, a lot of people like don't even remember what happened last month. So let alone what happened in January. We could just tell them, hey, it happened in 2021. They're not well, gonna well, well, listen. No? <laughs> well, listen. If we go by some of, you know, wrestling fan logic of now, right? Uh -huh. They would automatically say that rest of the year should either be Kenny Omega or Roman Reigns. <laughs> right? <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Let's start, with, uh, let's start with tag team of the year. Oh, wait. I was supposed to have the, the hold music, right? <laughs> um, 
What is this, Leo? Tag team of the year. Leo, I can't I do the same stick over and over again. I gotta uh, innovate, right? That's what they say when they <laughs> fuck up, right? The, uh, tag team of the year. Oh, and the 2020 nominees are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It always works out. It always works out. Go ahead. Now, the reason why we're gonna start with tag team of the year is because I already know people are gonna be complaining. On who our number one is, but no. let's but let's get to that, no. right? Let's get to they that. never will. Of course, they're gonna oh, complain. Sorry. All right, coming in number ten, the homies. Number ten, the head. <laughs> no, that's why we got the bell. Coming in number ten, Beep. they're gonna have a big match happening early January, and they've definitely made a come up the second they left up the B. Well, they got released, and that's the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, uh, Doc Gallows, with Talking Shop of Mania. Everything they're doing in Impact Wrestling, current Impact Tag Team Champions. How could they not make our top 10 list? And they're coming in at number 10. Go ahead. One of the girls. Uh, any any thoughts on the Good Brothers? I'm excited to see them finally do something outside of WWE because they weren't really being used to what they could be. Um, so I'm excited to see them do something else. They're really successful in their pay-per-views that they have right now. I know they're doing really hilarious things. So I'm just glad they're not with WWE anymore. Teddy? That's exactly what I was thinking as well. I'm glad they're not in WWE. I think they're doing so much better. Um, I just saw, um, what's his name? Carl Anderson the other day. He's just, he looks way more confident now. And I love that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. On Impact. On Impact. I'm sorry. No, on TV. Oh my God. He looks so much more confident than when he was in WWE, and I love that. I agree 110%. All right, coming in number nine, they started the year out hot, and one of them is still having a great year as a solo act, and that's the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane. They started off the year. I hate you, Leo. They started off the year as a tag team champions and they've had a great run you know some of the matches they were putting on with bailey and sasha were carrying all three shows so how could we not put the kabuki warriors on there any thoughts two powerhouses i really like them i'm sad that Kyrie's not there anymore but them two together i just thought was a really great idea Kyrie coming in wearing the belt on her neck like champion that was a champion yeah i wish they would have had a longer run as tag team champs well, some of the marks, you know, because tonight uh, Asuka has a mystery partner against um, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia. Some marks were like, oh, Kyrie Sane's going to come back from Japan to be her partner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to go through all the COVID stuff and and, and tell the U.S. government, you know what? I, I'm essential. I need. No, no, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. at all. Just say. But no. And, and, and looking at these tag teams, right, you have number 10 who are still together. You have number nine, who they had such an impact, no pun intended, um, that we're still talking about them as one of the better teams of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I'm not going to say the name. Go ahead. Dale. Next. Number eight. Ding. <laughs> okay. Coming to number eight. They definitely dropped down a couple spots from previous years, but they still were going to make our top 10 list. And that's the current AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks. Now, listen, I'm a big Young Bucks fan. All right, just because they're one of my favorite ta tag teams, that doesn't automatically mean they're going to be my number one tag team of the year. you got to look at the year. And just based on the year they've had, they were too busy kind of putting over tag teams and kind of 
putting themselves like behind a little bit, you know, and they, they did a lot of multi-man matches. So like uh, the stadium stampede match. So they weren't really in prime roles in the tag division. So that's why I think they dropped down a couple spots, but just based on how they're getting booked now, I could see them cracking the top five in 2021. What's your thoughts on the young yeah. ones? Yeah, for sure. I, I agree on that, too. I think the Young Bucks, they were too busy putting AW together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know they're great. So, of course, they're, we're going to make the top 10. They're great. If I'm being biased, then, of course, they would have been number two. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, right. I achieve <laughs> Already, what's your thoughts on the Young Bucks? Yeah, I'm really glad that the Young Bucks um, didn't win the tag team belts right off the bat. That they were like, okay, you know, we're going to have other people go um, mm-hmm. and kind of let them shine. And they really did a good job of putting people over. So mm-hmm. I think that next year they could possibly hit, you know, maybe top two, like Restaurant said. Um, just a, a little housekeeping for the people in the chat. Make sure you let me know which one you're commenting about because somebody just said yes and nope. I'm really lost right now. <laughs> we talked about like four different people. Uh, <laughs> but just leave it to the slap dick nation. <laughs> uh, no, because we also have the delay. But anyway, D- Dirty Heels approved. The good brother Bove is there. Uh, Ismail Bias and everybody else is there with us. Uh, let us know what you guys think of the list and also share the video. Dale. <laughs> yep and no. Yep and no. <laughs> right. I mean, one six minutes ago and the other one's four. So I'm thinking <laughs> maybe the good brothers, yes. And Oscar, no, should be high. I don't know. Just help me out here. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, coming in at number seven. Oh, this is watermelon. Nice. <laughs> coming in at number seven, another tag team. They they're in a in a in a position right now where they could catch an L and doesn't lose any credibility at all. And that's the current Raw Tag Team Champions, of the New Day. They're right now in a f- they're right now in a feud right now with the Hurt Business. They they you know they continue being in top roles. I'm really curious to see what happens with the New Day going into 2021. Now that Big E's on SmackDown and Kofi and Xavier stayed on Raw. Uh, but they're, they're, they're just one of those tag teams that they lose nothing by catching L's, and somehow they still manage to be at top at some point of the year. What's your thoughts on the New Day? Yeah, that's very true. Um, they could lose the next five matches coming up and still be, like, at the top. Um, I don't know how things are going to go now that Big E's not there, but, you know, they're still tag team champs right now, so who knows? All three of them just have the charisma to just either be on their own or work well together. They're amazing. And it's funny how they were put together. Because, again, let's let's go back to that first promo where they were supposed to be gospel and Church. motivational speaker mm-hmm. and let me preach. And to where they've been now, like, again, they were so over as heels and entertaining that you had to turn them face. And even to this day, they're still entertaining in their own right. You know, um, I mean, they just broke up now, but hopefully we get to see them back together again because I think the three of them, they play very well off each other. I agree. Yeah, so, I agree. Coming in at number six, I'm really happy for this tag team because they had such a great 2020, and I definitely want to get the thoughts on the rest friends on this tag team. Um, and that's the best friends, uh, Chucky e. T, Trent. They had such a great year this year, even though they didn't – win the tag team championships and i think people can make the argument maybe they could have been the guys um to defeat uh kenny omega and adam page for those AEW titles but they just had such a great year the matches they had with uh pnp ortiz and santana they were just great they definitely had a, a very breakthrough year and how can you not you know acknowledge them as some of the best tag team of the year yeah they were so over that even uh trent's mom 
was over. Like yeah, exactly. involved right. in the storyline. The minivan and, was over. So yes, <laughs> like all of best friends, they were incredible this year and they were really like kind of splattered all over in, in every AEW. So they had to be a part of everything that happened. Um I really like them. I hope that we get to see more of them next year. Oh, I love them. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time they're in the ring, they're, and then especially with Orange Cassidy, they're so funny. So like they're entertaining you with what they do in the ring and also just how comical they are. They're, they're great. And like Edie said, they're so over. They put over Trent's mom, Sue, and the minivan. Like these guys definitely, I think 2021 is going to be their year, hopefully, yeah. for I them hope, to be tagging champs. So Hope so too. You know what? What I was actually uh, looking at uh, this morning, um, William Regal, and one thing that he said, he was like that he was so big on like the UK comedy of the '60s that that's what actually helped him be good at what he did. Because basically, he wasn't afraid to make fun of himself. But then when he mm-hmm. got into the ring, he can go. What do I mean by that? These guys, they're making fun of themselves. Like, hey, we're best friends. Hey, we have a hug. Hey, we have a mom. We have a sock. Again. But when they have to go, they go, and that's what makes them entertaining. And I think that was that's what makes them rela- relatable too. The mm-hmm. fact that they don't take themselves seriously, so we could like. Oh, I thought it was the minivan because I used to have. Minivan. <laughs> 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 sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead, God. sorry. <laughs> go ahead, make them relatable. You were saying, <laughs> but it, I think that we, us as a viewer and in the audience, we we kind of relate to them because they just don't take themselves seriously. You know, it's just kind of like hanging out with. A friend, but you know they they may they feel like they're our best friends too. Yeah, yeah, yes. do. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming in at number five, we got the Street Profits, and it's funny about the Street Profits is last year they were in our breakout stars list, and yeah. now they managed to make it in our top five. And when it comes to tag teams, uh, they're both great. You know, I think a lot of people think that Montez for it's going to be like the Shawn Michaels of the uh, of the group. But, you know, D'Angelo Dawkins, that dude, he's gotten in great shape. And he mm-hmm. also could hold his own. So both of them together, they're just amazing. And they, they just had a great year. Yeah, it rains solo cups when they're there. So that just goes to show they have a huge entrance. They get a great pop when they come out. Um, hopefully they can do something with the tag titles. Now, imagine if you had people in the stands, right? Like they, they may in the COVID yeah. era, they would come around to the to the the spot people that they had there and they would make it alive. Now, imagine if you had a live crowd and they were doing that, you know, you would get that yeah. pop. You would you would they will be over even more. Uh, unfortunately, we had to deal with the stuff that we had to deal with. But you're right. They were the breakout star last year. And they show it now because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what you want right you want your rookie of the year to be your your best player so but that happened with them and and, and i like that go ahead Teddy. any uh to be honest with you guys i if i would have made this list i would have put street profits a little bit more um on the list that's what you- <laughs> and your box would have been, yeah, box been because- above <laughs> i think <laughs> <laughs> I think they're great, especially, mm. but I feel like, I don't know. Um, I do like Montez more. I feel like in the ring, he has more. He's a, he's a Shawn Michaels of the two. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So, um, 
I don't know. And then I especially can't really talk much about what's going on now because I don't watch right, WWE. Right, right, right. So I don't know what they're doing now. But I do remember when they were in NXT. They were great. They're a great tag team, but I would have them further down on the list. And the Young Bucks would be above them. Oh, of <laughs> course. <laughs> young Bucks and best friends. Boom, that's it. No more list. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, no, we're forgetting someone, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming in at number four, they made our top ten tag teams list last year, but they were definitely a little bit lower. But this year... They made a top four, and that's the North. Ethan Page, Joshua Alexander. I know that currently in Impact, they're teasing the breakup, and Ethan Page is probably not going to sign with Impact, but that does not erase the incredible year they've had. You know, yeah. people might make the argument that the North was the tag team of the year, but uh, they're number four for us. I, I think as a unit, they're great, but I think also once they become singles acts, Ethan Page moves on to another promotion, whatever he does, and Joshua is going to stay in Impact. I think the future is bright for both uh, competitors here. Uh, ready? Yeah, Ethan Page alone, like, he had a whole makeover. This guy changed everything. Like, he was buff. Um, so he just was getting his mindset together. So this tag team was really good to watch throughout the year. So I do agree with them being, like, at number four. When I first saw these two in person – I was like, wow, what an odd tag team, Joshua and Ethan Pitch, because I had seen Joshua. We saw him at, I don't I remember, AAW. I don't remember oh, what show it was. And then we saw them on Impact together, and I was like, what an odd matchup. Right. But when I saw them during their match, I'm like, holy crap, these dudes are great. And I believe it was for, it was for a bomb for glory, and I believe they won that night. And I was like, oh, I was kind of sad because they won, because I forgot who they went against. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like, they were very good. And like Edie said, Ethan Page, okay, he's great. But now that he has changed himself, he looks way more confident and great. They're great. I, I agree with their spot. All right, guys. This is where we're going to piss some people I, off. I, <laughs> uh -oh. Coming in at number three. Number three. Ding. F I need the belt over here. Just saying. F <laughs> Just F T R. I'm okay with that. All right. Fear the Revelation. Fuck the revival. What? Uh, Weren't they called the revolt? For uh, you know, fear the revolt. <laughs> Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler. Listen, are they? Are they? You know, one of the greatest tag teams currently. Absolutely, but we're not gonna act like they had the whole year of 2020 where they were hot. They weren't. Mm -hmm. Early yeah. 2020, they were still signed by the WWE doing nothing. Yeah. They didn't just start getting hot. Until I think the summer when they showed up in AEW. We're not just going to forget early 2020. We're not going to ignore that. Yeah. So it would be wrong for us to make them our top tag team. You know, number, number three's not bad. Number three's a great spot. But, you know, yeah. people are going to get mad because of that. But give me your thoughts on FTR. Number three's a great spot to put FTR at because, like you said, yeah, in the beginning of the year, they were with WWE. And then when they got to AEW, it just felt like everything was moving so fast. Like these guys were at the top of the division and they had just got there. Um, so they were putting on some really great matches on um, and we were really excited to see them against the Young Bucks. So I hope that we get to see them against the Young Bucks more next year. Mario, do you think FT you put FTR? Because I agree with their number three spot. I do. But do you think we put, well, you put them on that spot because you know how great they both are? Absolutely. Instead of Listen, like, because... They, their run in AEW, if they would have the run that they're having in AEW from the beginning of 2020, you could easily make mm -hmm. the argument that they're number one. There's right. no, there's they, no they, argument there. there. There's no argument, yeah. right? Right. They And they were, when they were allowed to shine 
in WWE NXT, right? They they were the great tag team. It was it was either it was the Revival Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. That, those are the two tag teams people would talk about. Yeah. Which you know, mm-hmm. coming you know full circle, they finally had a match, which was great. They we know they're great, but we're not going to ignore that they they didn't start out the year hot the way they mm-hmm. did. Right. Weren't they doing right. the icy hot joke? Yes. Like, they, with, hello. The, with the Usos. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to just ignore that, that they yeah. they were booked like garbage in WWE. We're not going to ignore that. That's true. Now, to to the whole thing, right? Again, and, and as wrestling fans, we're so short-sighted. And, and it was funny because we said this off the air. You know, to a lot of people, January was 10 years ago. You know? But it was only a couple of months ago. Again, you forget where this whole stuff came from are they a good tag team yes can they go together yes do they elevate the division yes but if you've if used properly again that's why yeah. i said they were still doing the icy hot thing they were still like in in their towels in the in you know in the backstage promos wasn't one of these guys that come into the to the ring like a dog like <laughs> they were like shaving that? each other's backs in the yeah. shower yeah like- so but again and, and it goes to show you what being let go or what going to another company we talked about number 10 with uh, the good brothers night and day same thing with ftr night and day now the only difference is that you have the good brothers that were actually being used on wwe tv so that kind of adds a little bit more to them now again that's what you said before imagine if these guys would have been in aw all year right you 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 can't fight it you can't argue it There's, there's no argument but since they weren't that's what they get number three. Coming I mean, their debut alone yeah. was amazing. Yeah. There was no crowd, which sucked, but yeah. their debut alone was but everything. The, but the internet blew up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Coming to number two, which people might be shocked with this tag team because I've been very critical on one of these uh, uh, members of this tag team. But listen, I'm not biased. I got to look at things full circle. Uh-huh. Now it's like some of these jackasses that are on our, Whoa. you know, they listen Whoa. to the show and watch us on Facebook <laughs> Live. But Mario. coming in number two, <laughs> I, I knew that was coming from Teddy. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Coming in at number two, the golden role models, Bailey and Sasha Banks. How can you not acknowledge this duo yeah. when they were together as one of the top tag teams of the year? Mm-hmm. They were carrying all three shows at one point. Yes. Raw, SmackDown, and mm-hmm. NXT when they were mm-hmm. the tag champs. They, they, they were great. They were great. Even though... I'm not gonna lie. I was critical on Bailey at times, you know, when she deserved it, because she wasn't believable at times. At times, but as a unit, they were great. Mm-hmm. They were really selling me on this tag team. I do believe that they carried WWE for a very long time through these COVID times. Sasha and Bailey were the constant. You knew you were going to go on Raw and that these girls were going to come out or SmackDown or NXT. Like, they were a constant. They were really entertaining. At times, I was with you, Mario. I was like, okay, Bailey, come on now. (laughs) You got to really get into this. I don't know how I feel about this. But Sasha and Bailey are fantastic. And yes, they do deserve this number two spot. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I I get what you guys are saying. Oh, Teddy no. was always Bailey. Yeah. Teddy was no, no, always no. Because no, no, you guys and- don't even let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't into Bailey's character either. I don't think I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're so used to seeing Bailey as the biggest baby face of wrestling, or she just doesn't 
play a heel that well, right? But at the same time, we have we do have to acknowledge that Bailey in the ring is one of the best. So yeah, number two, Bailey and Sasha. I love it. And it, for me, with Bailey, and, and I've said this before, with Bailey, she's always great in the ring. You know, yeah. she yeah. not only does she carry herself like she's the best, but she also makes her opponent look good too. I think with yeah. Bailey, my only issue with Bailey, which I've kind of towards this tail end, I think ever since she dropped the title, I feel like now she has something more to prove because it's like I don't have a championship now, so how am I going to talk my shit? And I think she's doing a great, a better job now mm -hmm. with her promos than she did when she was champion. My only yeah. issue with Bailey was sometimes her promos weren't believable, but she she's won me over. But yeah, them as a unit, Sasha Banks, Bailey, how can they not be our number two? But they're not our number one, and this is where we're gonna piss people off. Who's number one? Coming in at number one. Do the bell. <laughs> there you go. Woo. Sorry. All right, coming in at number one. Number one. Number one. Oh my God! Attack team anymore. Number one. Are you ready for this? Kenny Omega. Hangman Adam Page. Mm -hmm. How could they not be our number one tag team? They yeah. ruled the tag team division all year. Yeah, they did. All year. Most of the year. You know, they did break up, but nobody was outperforming these two. They were putting on the best matches in AEW, and no other tag team, in my opinion, were holding that candle next to them. Yep. Go yeah. ahead, Russ friend. Tell, tell us how you feel. About uh, people already pissed off. And... It's all right, though. First of all, I have a question for Leo. Why did you choose Kenny's theme song over Hangman? That was, that was, oh, no, that was me. me. And I did that to troll you because I knew you were going to get mad. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was not me. Yo, she's wow, the one who beat me up. I didn't do it. I didn't do of it. Of course, I, it, was like, it was Mario. I, I, I did that to troll you because I knew you were going to get mad. <laughs> of course, that was Mario. And second, I'm just waiting for Leo to put up Hangman's page so I can start speaking. Okay, I mean, sorry. picture. Picture of Hangman. Hangman. Yeah. Hangman's page. <laughs> So uh, do you want, want one with a horse? There we go. We'll so, pull, no, so, here. Here, it looks better on that one. Go ahead. Dale. Okay. I, of course, <laughs> I agree with number one. Their match at Revolution alone wins them the number one spot. Yeah. That was the best match of the year. The best tag team match of the year. I have to think if that was the best match of the year. But definitely the best tag team match of the year. That was a great match. So, <laughs> of course... Yeah. Of course, I agree that they deserve the number They're... one spot. Hangman and Kenny work very, very well together. Yeah, they do. As odd as they look together, they work. Oh, that's a great picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the links. <laughs> First friend, I, I agree with you. Be, you know, being there and seeing them in a match together is just something that's so different. Um, I didn't know how they were going to work out together, but they really pulled it off. I was like yeah. in their favor. I was hyped for them. Um, I'm really sad that they're not together anymore, but they had us invested, man, emotionally invested mm -hmm. in yes, they did. everything that they did. So I'm just I'm just excited. You know, hopefully we don't know. They could get back together. There's endless possibilities here, but I know restaurant is going to be happy no matter what, as long as Hangman appears every week. Because I keep seeing her tweet. Listen, with, and with, when she'd it, be texting me during these matches. I know what's up. <laughs> when it comes to the elite getting back together, they need to 
they 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 can't be together for a while. Give them time, cause then once they finally get back together, like as a unit, like for real, Omega, the Bucks, Cody, and Hangman Page, it's gonna mean so much more, cause yeah. they've been oh they haven't yeah. been together for so long, and there's already, cause you know people were gonna get mad with this number one, and someone said the Bucks. Listen, I love the Young Bucks. They're my, one of my favorite tag teams. But look at the Young Bucks year that they had in 2020 compared to Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. What about they're, the Usos? They're not even comparable. And then someone said, well, like, oh, but they were they were only together till like October. Okay, so two months difference, really? You're gonna yeah. your argument is yeah. that they shouldn't be taxing for a year because two months they weren't together? Are you that dumb? <laughs> Well, like they made such an impact in that time that they were a tag team. Like, that's why. By the way, I'm definitely going to send you this link. Um, there's a picture of Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page with ki uh, kittens. So there you go. Oh, I've seen okay. that one. <laughs> I need the link. <laughs> no, but you know what? And, and it's funny because we were talking about this before. When you have a, a team like the North where they don't necessarily match but once you get them, you understand it. Why they were put together? Oh my god, adorable! <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we can't do this. No, mentira. Uh, but you know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you put them together, they work. They were one of the hottest teams all year, and and even when they did break up, you still kind of wanted them to get back together because they were that great yeah. together. And and it was yeah. it was a team that was just. Put together, like again, it it kind of came out of nowhere and it kind of worked. And then you, when you got it, it was too late because they already had you, you know. Uh, but again, I'm okay with that. Some people in the chat may not be okay with that, but it's okay. Well, that, that's my favorite thing about the Lucha because yeah. we, we piss people off. <laughs> uh, Sammy, just print the picture and frame it and send it to her. Jamie Sammons. Where's Sam? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, Troy Smith uh, is there. He's saying what's up. He didn't mean it in a bad way. Uh, but you know what? And, and this is the thing. When you make a list of 10 teams, right? It's, it's not easy. That's already 20 people, mm -hmm. right, that you have coming in and out. Well, 21 if you count the New Day. Um, you have 21 people there. But how many tag teams are out there? Right. How many promotions are out there? We say it all the time. There was not one team from New Japan. But you also have some good teams in New Japan. But again, when you look at the list, and that's why these lists are so hard, and to kind of break the fourth wall here, you know, you do a really good job with this, Mario. Again, I don't I don't sit the whole day. I just react to whatever you write on your list. But I'm always okay with that list. Because you know what? You're just not throwing it up there from your heart. Because if it was your heart, Young Bucks number one. I was telling Russ Friends, right. like before we went even live, like once January 4th hits, because that's the big show, the first big show of the year, Wrestle Kingdom, I'm already writing down notes. Yeah. Like one match has stood out, whatever. And that goes throughout the whole year. When people, a lot of people, when they do these award shows and they kind of break down, like, who's the top five or top this, they only go by reaction of what's currently now, right? <laughs> they do a Google they, search, they top 10, 20 They completely <laughs> forget what happened the mm -hmm. first six months of the yeah. year. I, I'm, I make notes. Yeah. And what I like to do on this show is I back up everything I say. Of course. And that's why people get mad. Right. And that's why it's our <laughs> show. I mean, another thing people need to get in their head is that this is your list, Mario. It doesn't yeah. mean that this is... It's subjective. You know, it's subjective. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your list and they don't have to agree with it, of course. And I saw that Troy said, LMAO, I didn't mean that in a bad yeah. way. Troy, Mario's just mean. <laughs> and he loves He's to be mean. mean. 
Okay, yes, no, no, no. no, 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 no. I was gonna say that, that was my word. Loves, no, and he loves to be mean. He okay. is not mean. No, he no, is no, not I'm mean. Real. The problem is nobody likes the truth, and nobody likes hearing the truth. Thank you. I'm just Hit a real that dude. <laughs> Hit that bell right I'm there. I'm just a real dude. Oh my there goodness, he's a real dude. Listen, and then, listen. <laughs> Troy's a, a cool dude. You know, he's yeah. a he's a friend of the show. But I'm just saying, if your argument is a two months difference, really, come on. Uh, it's not. It's really not easy. Then you have to think about them separately too during that year, because they were also doing things on their own. By the way, Troy said that to go. Uh, before we move on to the next category, some honorable mentions real quick. Mm -hmm. Motor City Machine Guns. They made a big impact in Impact returning. One of my favorite tag teams of all time. Uh, the Foundation. Jonathan Grisham, Jay Lethal. Uh, Proud and Powerful. Santana Ortiz. Listen, they were they were I think our number two last year, but they just didn't yeah. have such a great year. Compare when they were in Impact. I'm just being real. Yeah. Uh, the Lucha Brothers also, because of the pandemic. They were number one, I remember. They were number one last year, and they didn't even make our top ten this year. Yeah. I love the Lucha Brothers. Everybody knows how much I love Pentagon. But I'm not going to be biased and just give them a spot in the top ten if, as a team, they just really didn't do much this year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The Rascals, you know, now it's only two-thirds of the Rascals is WWE. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, Iridian's boy Trey Miguel is a question mm -hmm. mark. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> you know, the Rascals, as a unit, they're a great tag team. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, due yeah. to the pandemic, they were in our top 10 last year. But they just not in our top 10 but this that, year. But that's what we were talking about before. You know, with everything that's going on, you've ha you have a lot of good tag teams in Japan. You just you weren't able to see them mm -hmm. as much as we were able right. to see AEW and WWE. Um, this is an yeah. oddball tag team, but hey, they, they also did have a pretty decent year this year. Cesaro Nakamura. They just couldn't crack the top 10, but, mm -hmm. you know, as a unit, they're good. And also, Jurassic Express, they don't get as much shine as they do on, on Dynamite like they do on Dark, yeah. but they're a great tag team. Mm-hmm. And and again, that's another t uh, people that are paired together. You're like, you know, where is this going from? By the way, Teddy also said that Hangman Page on the horse was also a good tag team throughout the year. It was a good uh, thing on the stampede. Just saying. Uh, she'll see the picture in a little bit. Remember, there's a delay. Okay, Dale, go ahead. What's our next category? All right, let's. Um... <laughs> you gotta put the music. No, no, I gotta put the music. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Breakout star of 2020. Our next category. Breakout star, 2020. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number 10, like I said. Getting better and better by the year, baby. Coming in at number 10. I'm not a fan of this dude, but like I said, I can't be biased. I got to acknowledge that, you know, from, I'll say, uh, 75% of 2020, he had a decent run, and that's Otis. Um, I don't like Wait, that guy. you put Otis on the list? Bro, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. Like I'm not a fan of him. Like not wow. He's not mean. He's real. There you go. I'm, Gross. I'm not a fan of him, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's terrible. But, you know, if I'm being a wrestler, wrestling journalist here, I got to, you know, <laughs> I got to, you know, just be real here. And he, you know, he cracks number 10. I hope he never cracks any list ever again. But uh, <laughs> go, go, go ahead, Iridian. <laughs> I like Otis. Oh. He makes me laugh. I think he's a good character. Did he have the best storyline this year? No. Um, but he had a storyline. You know, he was a, a contender. He had a lot of beef with The Miz. Mandy Rose was involved. Um, I don't think Otis is a terrible person. I think he he's an all right wrestler. He's entertaining. I agree. He had he was great on he was very entertaining. He was trending on Twitter all the time, like he deserves to be on this list. I guess where's Otis at now? Where's he at? 
Where he be? <laughs> well, at least he's on this list. He's on the <laughs> Right. There you go. Nice nice save, Iridian. Nice save. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number nine, I, I like this guy a lot. You definitely saw growth in his character. Now they signed by the WWE. And that's my guy, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. He's great in the ring. He's he's so hateable. Like once you see him, he just acts so obnoxious. But like he's entertaining as hell. He knows has a he knows how to play like the the Weasley heel, but also confident as hell. Mm-hmm. I like Cameron Grimes so much. So he came in at number nine. I love Cameron Grimes. I started watching NXT Hardcore this year. And man, was I impressed by this dude. I still don't know his character. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to be. If he's like a steampunk Western character or something. Um, (laughs) But I like the dude. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I don't have much to say because (laughs) I haven't really watched NXT like that. But when I have seen him, the dude's great. His character, both his character and his work in the ring are great. Mm -hmm. And and that's what you need at the end of the day. If uh, if any character, just by you looking at him, you kind of get that connection. That's all it takes. Just for you to be able to say, you know what? There's something about this guy. You know, yeah. there's something about this guy that I don't know what it is, but I connect with that. And again, that's what forms into your favorite wrestler. That's what forms into your favorite tag team. That's what forms into that. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. He's, gonna be, he's, he's good. I like it. Next. Okay, coming in at number eight. Numero ocho. We're not doing that this year? They're a pair. They're a tag team. But also separately, they've had great showings this year at uh, separate times. I think one of them had early 2020, especially with the amazing heel turn ending 2019 against Tegan Knox, And then her partner, the second half of this year, she's just breaking out. And I can only imagine going to 2021, I could see her being the next... NXT Women's Champion, and that's the pairing of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Both of these women are amazing, and I already know, I already could hear it, I could already sense people like, oh, but Raquel Gonzalez should have a lone spot. Why? Because she's white hot now? Because she's been hot the last couple months? You're going to completely ignore the the fact that she was the heater of Dakota Kai for the first half of the year? We're going to just ignore (laughs) that? No, they're a pairing, they're a tag team, so they both get that spot. I think Dakota Kai has been doing great ever since she turned on Tegan Knox uh, late last year. Going into early 2020, they're both great. And Raquel Gonzalez, I'm telling you, in 2021, I guarantee she's going to probably make our top 10 list of women of the year, and she's probably going to be NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, Teddy and I were there um, when... Tegan got beat up by um, Dakota when Dakota turned and we were like, oh, my God, where is this going to go? But Dakota has been really great this year. And with the addition of Raquel, who came back like in NXT Portland um, and she took out Tegan Knox, like I was just like, oh, my God, the development of the story is mm-hmm. great. Um, but I, I really enjoy them together. I, I hate them, but like I, I love them. I love right? them. I love yeah. them. <laughs> I love oh, I'm them. sorry. Both awesome. I think I love Okay, what I love about Dakota Kai is at first I saw her like Bailey, right? She was like a big baby face. Too happy. Such a sweet girl. Too happy. Yeah, <laughs> such a sweet girl, right? And then she turned heel and she works it. Like she is an amazing heel. And I didn't think Dakota Kai could be such an amazing heel. And then with Raquel Gonzalez, who is freaking scary. Like she looks so scary. Terrifying. Terrifying. Right. They, they work very, very well together. I love them together. She's scary and hot. I love that. <laughs> it's a perfect combo. Sorry. All right, coming in at number seven. If this guy would be working like all year round, I think you can make the argument for, for him being number one. 
but he's kind of just made appearances. But the appearance that he's made on TV, it matters, and he steals the show. And that's Rock Pat. Lesnar. That's Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yes. Amazing. Yes. He's overexceeded everyone's expectation, Break and when out. he's when he's on the mic, he steals the show. This is my guy. I love Pat McAfee. I didn't think that he was going to be like this big of a part of NXT that he is right now. That first match that he had with Adam Cole was insane. Like, and then his NXT War Games match, I impressive. This guy has set the bar. He even went on his show. He had the neck brace. He was selling <laughs> yeah, it. He sold it. Oh my! God. You got to keep kayfabe alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's so good. I really hope that he starts getting more involved. Like, I, I need him to have a full-time spot. I know, in me NXT. too. I want him to come back so much. Yeah, Yeah. same. I didn't think he was going to take this as serious as he has. How many um, people have we had outside of wrestling come in and not take it serious, just take it as a joke? Like, oh, okay, I'm here to entertain and be in WWE because I grew up watching WWE. But then Pat McAfee came in and he... Wow, that, that match, that first match with Adam Cole, baby, I was like, whoa, this guy really, really worked hard. And to do so great, so great. This guy is great. I like. I agree with you guys. I hope he comes back. By the way, have you guys ever seen that walk he used to do when he played football? No, no. Okay, so that walk that he used to do was his spin on Vince McMahon's walk to the (gasps) ring. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, and, and by the way, he had two tackles on a, on a punt return where he actually tackled the people. He got up and he did the walk. Just uh, saying, we're gonna put the link wow. on so you guys can look okay. at. Okay, I didn't know that. That's so cool. You'll see stuff Leo knows. Uh. <laughs> Spe- speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of overexceeding everyone's expectations, this kid, this summer he kind of ruled the summer, uh, especially with his series of matches with Seth Rollins. Um, he still has some work to do. You know, I'm not saying that he's he's a finished product yet. But he has so much potential, and he stole even the hearts of people um, this past summer. And that's Dominic Mysterio. Yes. The series of matches he has with Seth Rollins, and there's something there that's way different compared to Rey Mysterio. I like that they didn't, you know, put a mask on him and gimmick him up. I'm, I'm glad that he's 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 his own man. And I think the future is bright for Dominic Mysterio. Like I said, he's he's still a little green on certain areas, but there's so much potential there. I like Dominic and the matches that he's had, even teaming up with Ray, is there's just something there. And you're like, man, this kid, it, he's crazy. Like, you know, he had to be training since he was a little kid. You know, Ray was like throwing him around in the air and stuff and like 619ing him all over the place. But he, man, he's just really impressed me. And the matches that he had with Rollins and with Murphy and the storylines that he's getting put in, this, this guy's a star. And I'm really hoping that next year we get to see a lot more of Dominic because I love the kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't have much to say about Dominic because I haven't it's really seen okay. his matches. It's okay, Teddy, it's okay. <laughs> I don't watch TV like that anymore, guys. And sometimes like, I feel like I should because I miss watching WWE. And then when I tune in, I'm like, no, I'm what? done. What? So I haven't, <laughs> oh. I haven't really seen the guy. And also, after I saw on Twitter what storylines are, well, his sister's part of, I'm Ugh. like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. Well, l- <laughs> listen, Teddy, in a, in a later category... You, I, I th- I'm almost positive you'll be able to air your grievances yes. about the WWE in a certain category. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm okay. almost positive. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now with with Dominic, we also need to keep in mind that you know all these other wrestlers, right? They get to start in the Indies, they get to start in the Bingo Hall, they get to start in the in the gym. This dude starting out, aside from a couple of training sessions here and there, he's starting out on stage. 
So yeah. again, that whole building process and the whole growing process and getting to find yourself, he's doing it in front of us. Yeah, he had yeah. to take kendo sticks to the back. Brock Lesnar was all over him that one night. <laughs> exactly. So, so <laughs> but I'm saying, t tell somebody, okay, you know what? Your first match, you're going to have Brock Lesnar in front of you where this guy could legit whoop your ass. Talk about right being like intimidated man a bit exactly but he did it though right and he sold it i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure that hurt yeah. uh but, <laughs> <laughs> but he sold it like it hurt <laughs> so that wasn't selling he was in pain <laughs> <laughs> all right coming in at number five uh this chick has the it factor number five great competitor in the ring i have been critical on this person because i i think her promos at times mm -hmm. are a little bit uh too i'm playing wrestler and there's been some other stuff I've been critical, but besides that, I think she's amazing. She's a full package, and that's Shotzi Blackheart. I love Shotzi mm -hmm. so much. There's just some things, like the stupid tank that I'm not a fan of, but... The tank is awesome. I hate the tank, but... The tank iconic, Mario. <laughs> iconic. The tank is trash. But, but besides that, she's a superstar. What a queen. I love Shotzi. She got signed like last year in November. And then a few months later this year, she appeared in the Royal Rumble. Um, I think she eliminated Shayna Baszler. And then Shayna had a match with her on NXT. And Shotzi has just been in some really great matches so far. Um, she had her NXT War Games match, which she was captain of. Uh, she's just getting the craziest push. She was host of Halloween Havoc. Mm -hmm. I love her. I love her so much. She's doing really great things in the company. And I think if they really like protect her, she can be women's champ. Like Absolutely. I need her to be on SmackDown. Absolutely. She could be, she could be the face of the women's division. Yes. Oh yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I agree 100%. Now, I'm so glad they've given her that opportunity to show what she has. She's got mm -hmm. now, Mario, what is worse? The tank or the Lex express? Ooh, that's, um, that's, that's deep right there. I forgot Mario was a tank hater. <laughs> oh, right? I think the tank is so I think it's so atrocious. I think it's worse so than the Lex Express. Lex Express was pretty bad. <laughs> but you know what it is? The 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 Shotzi tank is so fresh. I'm uh -huh. gonna have to go with the okay. Shotzi. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, coming in number four. Number um, four. I'm not putting this guy in number four because he's my cousin. That's not the reason why he's coming number four, but he's had a great year, and that's Damian Priest. Yes, um, <laughs> this guy has won me over so much because I couldn't stand him in Ring of Honor. Punishment Martinez! I, think, I thought he was so atrocious in Ring of Honor. But, man, it just goes to show you NXT. They know how to develop characters, and he's just, he's just too cool for school, and that's Damian Priest. By the way, I'm sorry. We have a, a girl here, last name Solis. She's saying that I missed the hangman picture. Aww. It's okay. We'll put it back. We'll put it back. We'll put it back. It's okay. Go ahead. You can sorry. never have too many hangman pictures. But <laughs> uh, Damian Priest was having segments in hot tubs this year. Like, this guy was yeah. so cool. Wait, Joey Janela's girlfriend. Yes, <laughs> Joey Janela's girlfriend. Randy was over here with you know, side candy for Damian Priest. This guy won the North American Championship. He's had a great year. I really love Damian Priest. Same. I agree. Who also, fun fact, we have never seen... Um, Teddy's husband, Sergio, and Damian Priest in the room at the same time. Oh, wow. So who knows? Hey, That's what I was going to say when Mario said my cousin. I'm like, you mean possibly my husband, who I've never seen in the same room as him, you know? Because when we were when we were at War Games last year, 
we weren't sitting by Sergio while <laughs> Damien Priest was in the ring. So we don't know if that know. was Sergio down there or not. Well, I kinda, don't know. It kind of makes sense now about me and Sergio's relationship. It kind of does make sense. He probably is what, my cousin. What, the old Puerto Ricans look alike? <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> coming in at number three. Coming in at number three. Talk about the twists and... and the twists and turns when it comes to this person and the story they've been telling on WWE SmackDown. And that's Jay Uso. Who would have thought in 2020 mm-hmm. a tag team wrestler that we only know as a tag team, and he was always like the less charismatic of yeah, the yeah. two between Jimmy and Jay. Jimmy was the most charismatic. He, he was the, the Marty Jannetty. Um, yeah, yeah. You can make the, the argument. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy, the matches yeah. he's had with Roman, the story they're telling with him and Roman now where – He's kind of Roman's bitch, and people got upset when I made the comment. Listen, I'm just stating facts. That's a, that doesn't mean that I'm I'm not happy Jay's in a great you're, spot. You're not company. mean. You're just real. I'm just real. Exactly. But go. Jay Uso's coming at number three. And, and yeah. you know, and I'm going to jump ahead of you, girl. Sorry. Uh, you know, we were talking about the tag teams before, right? And and somebody quoted, you know, what about the Usos? And I'm like, yeah, what about the Usos, right? What did they do this year? But exactly. As a tag team, there were no Usos. Right. Other than then, did they Jimmy? Get... Jimmy got hurt at WrestleMania. Exactly. But even before that, didn't one of them go to jail? That was about it. That's all you heard from that. <laughs> I'm ser- but <laughs> I'm serious. Like that's that's all you heard. Arian, you know? what's your thoughts on Jay? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Go ahead. Um, it was really nice to see um a different side of Jay, more storyline that you know we, we've gotten from him in the past we only know him from the usos and even though the usos are great like they never really developed their characters you know separately so mm-hmm. jay coming in and just getting you really emotionally invested in this storyline like some people were crying after some of his matches like dang mm-hmm. but um I, I really like it I, I i love jay i love that once they decided that he was gonna be on his own that they were gonna put that they put him with roman mm-hmm. um Roman as a heel and then working with Jay who like Mario said we didn't think um that it would be Jay instead of Jimmy because mm-hmm. Jimmy was the one that showed most of his uh, charisma out yeah. there I I'm so glad that Jay is out there doing his thing on his own hey, just I'm looking at a couple of pictures right because I'm, I'm okay which one do I put up right and on all of them Jay's the one in the back <laughs> or Jay's the one turned around <laughs> <laughs> He's the one with the hat, like not showing his face. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that, just stating facts. Uh, but no, you're right. He, he's, the, he's, he's the breakout right. star. This is where we're gonna piss some people off with our yeah, two. Let's go with our with our one. Okay, and two who's spot. number two? Coming in at number two, vamos. <laughs> this was a talent that mm-hmm. everybody expected to be a babyface, but it just wasn't working. And sometimes when something doesn't work. You got to pivot. You got to turn. Take something it out by shoot it. Something turn. that WWE needs to learn to do. Mm-hmm. And this talent turned heel and has been hitting home runs back to back even <laughs> when uh, she's uh, hurt. Oh, no. Okay, and that's Britt Baker. Yes. Britt Baker. I like it. Not only she's good in the ring, but I think her character and the promo she cuts outshine her in-ring work. I think Britt Baker's amazing. I agree. Watching Britt Baker in the Indies, like the difference between her and the Indies and Indies and her now in AEW. When she was in the Indies, yeah, she she was great in the ring. And to me, that's all I saw though. She was great in the ring. She came to AEW and her charisma just like 
man, she outshines so many people in mm -hmm. AEW just with her promos alone. She's hilarious. Um, she's beautiful. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love her. I love her spot as number two. Britt Baker is great. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Britt Baker. I love all of her work. Like, she's so good. Her promos, even though they're insulting to me, like, I, I feel <laughs> it. That's why I connect so much. She's like, to be a role model, you can't wear glasses. You can't be overweight. Like, all that's like, oh, my God, what? We're automatically disqualified. Like, what do you mean, Britt Baker? I can't be a role model. But she was having great feuds with Big Swole. Her in the wheel. She was even in a wheelchair for most of the year, and she was still phenomenal. Yeah. Her and segments, what, her segments with Tony Schiavone. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. And and so you know good. what? With Britt Baker again, you need to have a heel, be a heel. Like you can't have the heel be a tweener. Like yeah, I kind of like him. No, like if they're gonna be a heel, you have to hate them for being a heel. You have to, it has to come from within for you not to like that person. And then you want the baby face to kick their ass. Mm -hmm. That's what worked for years. Mm -hmm. But she's doing it right. Again, when you have somebody injured and they're still able to be on TV every week and they're still able to get themselves over, that goes to show you that it's not just that they're good in the ring. They're also good on the mic. They also know what the character yeah. is. I mean, even though it is her, you know, the dentist and everything, and, but it's not even that. Like, she's taking it a step further where, you know what? I'm going to say what people don't want to hear, but since it's coming from me, you're going to hate me even more. And I think with Britt Baker, too, her character's so dope. I think all of us that are Britt Baker fans, we want to see her become AEW Women's Champion, you know, because she could put, like, some prestige to mm -hmm. the title. Because oh, yeah. let's be honest oh, yeah. here, the AEW Women's Championship doesn't really mean much. But I think you could, no. also, even, you could also even make the argument with Britt Baker, she's that good, mm -hmm. she doesn't even need the title. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Chris Wren, he's saying he's agreeing with Mario's list with Britt Baker. She is great. And Gadiel Soto, Puerto Rico, stand up. Fuck up. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't know. Puerto Rico. This is what people are going to get like mad. Surrounded by you guys. Coming sorry. in at number one. Ding. No, sorry. <laughs> number one. Did you put the volume up? I did. No, sorry. <laughs> that one? No. That's, that's still my music. Oh, you that's jobbed it, bro. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready, bro. You got the volume up? Yeah. Freshly squeezed. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. All right. Oh my God, you gave him number one. He doesn't even do anything. He False. doesn't even wrestle. False. He's great. He had a great view with Jericho that people wasn't expecting, even though their, their, you know, their, their final match was questionable mm. but besides that you didn't like the mimosa absolutely not it was very visceral <laughs> so jace but orange cassidy a guy that doesn't do much you can make the argument that he was probably one of the most over acts in AEW. yep the match he had with pocket revolution whoo mm -hmm. the that's the the and, and you girls are gonna get your chance uh i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> So what happens with Horace Cassidy? Uh, I was watching a list of um, people that have really awful gimmicks but make the best out of it or become awesome. Yeah. So with this guy here, like, he doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? It's not supposed to be over. Like, this is the most anti-wrestling wrestling gimmick you can have. 
Mm-hmm. Right, like forget about the 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 fresh cut baby face. Forget about the you know the tweener heel. Like this is supposed to be the worst gimmick you can have, but it works for your boss to dress up like you for Halloween. That tells you how over you are. Yep. So go ahead. Sorry, Dali. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't um, to be. I was one of the people that I wasn't really into his character in the beginning. I was into his work, but I wasn't into his character. Like when he came out in All Out, I believe, right? Um, everyone was so excited. They were jumping. And I was like, okay, I get why these people are excited. But at the same time, I wasn't into his character. So I was just sitting there like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but then later on, as time was passing by, I'm hooked. I'm hooked now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, let's look at who he's with, right? The best friend. Oh, yeah. And they like... <laughs> I feel like with with him and best friends though, um, he's so great. He he makes him and best friends work so well. But then best friends are so great mm-hmm. that they make working with Orange Cassidy so well. I don't know if that makes any sense. I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's so great. Best friend was there when we were watching this match um, with Pac, and I was freaking out. Like anything Orange Cassidy did, like I was. Year for it, you and um, everyone and the thousands of people in there. I, I was losing my mind. I almost lost my voice. It was I thought, such a like, great it match. Was so it was such good. a great match. It was such a great um, match. yeah. Even like him being like not in AEW, but like outside and doing like a shot of Brandy with Brandy on her YouTube channel. Like people watched that. It's probably like one of her top videos, top interviews that she has on her YouTube channel. So that just goes to show, like not even wrestling, like outside of wrestling, like people love this guy. I, you know, even though um. I, I was uh, critical on the Mimosa match, but if you go back to the first two previous matches and even like the build when to the match when uh, when you had Orange Cassidy and Jericho being the crap at each other like in, in like the, 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 not the crowd, but you know, like the empty seats, you know, because uh, Daly's place, they're mm. being the shit at each other. Like that image of Orange Cassidy all bloodied up with, the, with his, it, it was, it was great. It was just such a great shot. And Orange Cassidy has a great year. I can only imagine what kind of year he would have had if there was an, like a crowd, a live crowd, like a real live crowd, you know? Yeah. But hopefully we'll get to see that next year, you know? And and again, and I think it's the anticipation, like you know what he can do. Like if you've seen him anywhere else, you know what he can do. And just by him just giving you the bare minimum, he's over. Yeah. Imagine when he can yeah. take it up that extra notch or, you know what, we're going to push this guy to the limit where now he we're going to see his his crazy side. Then he's really going to be over. So, again, I like that. Next. All right. Rest for, oh, you know what? Let's uh, mention some honorable uh, honorable mentions for... Uh, honorable mentions. So, you got Evil from New Japan. You know, he ended up winning the dual championships out there. Uh, he just didn't crack the top 10. I feel like these uh, 10 talents that we mentioned just had a better year than Evil. John Silver, the, you know, the last quarter of the year, he's been killing it on being an elite. We're starting to see character development um, on AEW TV. You know, he's kind of like now somehow the leader of the Dark Order. He's just doing an incredible job. Uh, yeah. Dexter Loomis, um, this weird character that he could, uh, portrays on NXT, it's working for him. It's like a serial killer-esque. Um, Santos Escobar, a guy I'm very high on, uh, NXT Cruiserweight champion. Just couldn't crack the top 10, but he's an amazing talent. Chris Bay, another guy, killing it in Impact Wrestling, also killing it in New Japan. Warlow, I see a lot of good things happening with Warlow and AEW going to 2021. Mm-hmm. Kara Hogan, Tasha Steels, and Impact Wrestling, another tag team that they just work together, mesh together well. 
Also, Ricky Starks. Um, I'm a big fan of this dude, especially when I started seeing him in the NWA, former NWA television champion. He went to AEW. He's still trying to kind of figure out his footing with the whole Team Taz stuff, but the future is bright for Ricky Starks. And also Top Flight, you know, a new tag team getting signed by AEW. I got to see these dudes at the Collective in Indianapolis. Great tag team. They look kids. legit. They're, they're awesome. They're, mm -hmm. they're, you know, like... Motor City Machine Guns, Young Bucks, they're like that hybrid tactic. Yeah. So, um, by the way, uh, Gadiel Soto saying Orange Cassidy reminds me of that one friend that you went to his house because he had all the new toys and games when you were a kid. And he also wants to add to that honorable mention, Andrade. What do you think of Andrade? Should he be on there? Absolutely not. He hasn't done and much. He didn't do shit this year. Uh, his breakout moment was two years ago <laughs> when he won the NXT Championship and he ha was having a great run. Uh, I like Andrade. I'm mm. a big fan of it, but they haven't been using him right this year. And Andrade's best uh, best weapon just got let go. So we got to see what the hell they're going to do exactly. with that. So. All right. So the next category, I'm going to call this rest friend's choice, meaning we can either go with female of the year or male of the year. Let, let's go with female. Of course, we're going to go with female. All right. Our next category Female of the year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Coming in at number 10. Um, she's a great talent, and you can even make the argument on, like, why she's number 10. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, for the... The time that she does get to show on AEW Dynamite, and every time she does have a match, she does have great matches. It's just... The whole women's division in AEW is just kind of weird, and that's Hikaru Shida, the women's champion. She's a great talent. Mm -hmm. It's just the booking's kind of wonky, you know? Um, you know, we'll see what happens in 2021. Uh, I hope she gets more limelight, whether she's champion or not, but Hikaru Shida, she's coming in number 10. I really, really hope Hikaru Shida gets uh, a moment next year to showcase how great she really is. I feel like a lot of fans don't see that mm -hmm. because she hasn't been booked right. Mm -hmm. um, I love Hikaru Shida, man. She's one of my favorite um, women in AEW. So it makes me so sad that they still have her as a champ, but they're not really letting her do anything. Like you said earlier, if Britt Baker held that championship, I feel like she would give a name to the championship. People would know about the AEW Women's Championship, and that's not what Shida is doing. And like I said, I don't think it's her fault, but um, I just wish they would book her way better than what they're doing. Yeah, I feel like COVID did not help them at all. Mm -hmm. um, so with Sheeta being champ, I don't want to say I was like bored of her, but I wasn't. I was just like, oh man, she's still champ. But like, what are we getting from this? I wasn't like seeing anything different. So hopefully in the next coming year, we see her do more with the title or even like just, just better storylines, maybe more competitors. We'll see. I think you yeah. can even make the argument with Hikaru Shida that she was booked better when she was not champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, because I feel like, okay, I'm invested in her in-ring work, but I feel like I keep seeing the same thing over and over again yeah, with like her, and her matches. Right. Matches, dang. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Um, all right, Leo, any thoughts I'm on Hikaru? No, you're good. Damn, Leo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, coming in number nine, um, I think she... <laughs> What? I can't say no? It's just, no, no, it's the way you said it. It's it's not that you said no, Leo. It's just the way you said it. Okay, <laughs> listen, I, listen, I think we all could agree we want to see the AEW women's division thrive. Yeah, yeah. It's not that we're, we're shitting on the division. 
But we, we just want to see him thrive. And, and Hukara, she, she's a great talent. She could wrestle. She put on some great matches. Listen, one of the best women's matches in AEW was like her against yeah. Thunder Rosa. But, but it, she, they're just not booking her right. And and it goes to show you that, that we talk more about a character who's not the champion, like Britt Baker, mm -hmm. than your actual champion. Right. And, and again, it has nothing to do with her as the performer. And we say this here all the time. It's just me personally. I'm not invested. I'm, to, to this point in time, any women AEW champion, I haven't been invested in. Right. Why? Because you need to tell me who they are. Right. Like just because you come out with a sword or you come out with a with a sailor hat or you come out with a tank, like that's not going to get me emotionally invested in that character. Right. You need to tell me who they are. You need to let them be themselves. And it has nothing to do with the language. It has nothing to do with, with what they're given. You connect. I remember back back in my day, Hakushi, the guy with the with all the tattoos. I connected with him, and he didn't say a word, but <laughs> I knew who he was. You but know, Orange, I mean? Orange Cassidy doesn't say anything. And it, look, we connect with him exactly. But but again, it had. It's a weird mixture in wrestling where you have to find the the mic work, right? The in ring work and the presentation. They all have to come together, right? And and we were talking about Andrade before. That's the number one thing he's missing. I've seen him habla espanol, and when he does, he connects with everybody. But that's where you're missing. That's why he's not making it. Mm -hmm. We know what Cesaro could do, but WWE doesn't know that yet, right. you know? Mm -hmm. But again, with, mm -hmm. with the female, and again, it has nothing to do with being a female, AEW, none of that. But what I'm saying is I need to be able to connect with the character. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm not. So, Dali. Yeah. All right. Coming in at number nine, she, I think she fell down like uh, two spots compared to last year, but she still had a great year, and that's former Impact Knockout Champion Jordan Grace. Listen, she's a beast. She's awesome. Um, great wrestler. I just – she just didn't have that great of a year like she did uh, last year. She did defeat Taya Valkyrie, which she was coming out of a, a long-year reign um, mm -hmm. going in from 2019 to 2020. And then, you know, the whole COVID thing obviously didn't help, but she, she's awesome. I love Jordan Grace. And, you know, even with this knockouts tag uh, team title tournament they're doing, her and Jazz, well, who would have ever thought we would see a pairing like that in 2020? I like her being paired with Jazz, but um, I'm not too invested in Jordan Grace. I do agree that she's a powerhouse, mm -hmm. um, but she's just missing something for me. Right. Same. I'm not into her. <laughs> and, and that's fine, right? And that's no, fine. It's the I way, can't no, say. Oh, I got no, nothing. no, that's fine. No, no, no. I didn't say that. <laughs> it was fine. It's just the way you said it made me laugh. <laughs> number. Well, like, you just had nothing to say, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> number. Coming All right. In, so I gotta say, myself, I, I, I don't connect. Uh, there you go. Right? That's what I gotta say. <laughs> coming in number eight. Um, listen, the time she was on TV, she was all over the place. And I think people give her too much shit sometimes because, like, oh my gosh, she's always this and she's oh always champion. God. But listen, you got she's when she's performing, she's one of the best out there. And that's Charlotte Flair. Yeah, woo. That's I like Charlotte. She had a really good WrestleMania match um, against Rhea, but I, I totally forgot that she was like a part of 2020. Right. Like <laughs> until I until I saw that she was on the list. Like, oh, Charlotte, I totally forgot about her. You, you forgot know? she was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why, and that's why I had her so low, cause she had that incredible triple threat with Io and Rhea Ripley, NXT in your house too. Like when she performs, she's always like she could out wrestle some of the men. That's how good Charlotte is. And I get it, people look at her and like, oh, it's cause you're a flair. That's the reason you're champion. This, but like, 
You can't knock the fact that nope. she's so good she can wrestle dudes. That's how yes. good she is. I think that's why a lot of people don't like her because I don't know, you see you you see Charlotte Flair in a match with anyone else in WWE and she outshines them just simply because she's so freaking great in the ring. I don't know. I love her. Maybe I'm being biased, but I love her. I think even though she's been gone most of 2020 now, she deserves to be on this list because I feel like Charlotte Flair is always going to be top 10 yes. female wrestler. Top five. Well, listen, well, listen, going back uh, to previous Lucci Awards, when we made her number one, Jesus Christ, it was a shitstorm. Oh, it should have been <laughs> Becky. It should have been Becky. No. I believe you. <laughs> or, so, but check this out. To, to the Charlotte thing, right? The Flair name can get you to the dance. But you still need to be able to perform to stay in the dance. Look at David right. Flair. <laughs> you, we can go down the line of a whole bunch of second generation and third generation and stars Jr. that yeah that that never never connected, that never made an impact, that never yeah the name's gonna get you there, mm-hmm. but you need to back it up. Now you need to back it up in order to stay, but she gets to excel. She is above. Head and shoulders above a whole bunch of her her, her peers, basically. Yeah. And and again, when you look at her, she, you don't know what you're missing until it's gone. Right. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. miss Charlotte. So tell me right now, how many people other than us four here miss Charlotte? They don't know because they don't remember. Just like we say here before, hey, I saw it on the list, and you know, oh, I remember that she was a wrestler. But when you look at it, right? Again, you don't know what you're missing until it's gone. Absolutely. So now, again, the last name is going to get you there, but you still have to stay and you still have to perform in order to be above everybody. Charlotte Flair is above everybody. I think if Charlotte would have, like, not taken this hiatus, whatever she's doing, because there was so many different reports on their sheets. She was getting married? I think she could (laughs) have. I think she could have been in our top five, you know, if she would have kept going, you know, if she wouldn't have taken a hiatus. All right. Yeah. Coming in at number seven, I I've always been a fan of this girl ever since I saw her in the indies. Uh, it just goes to show you, like, you're signed to like this conglomerate WWE, and they don't see nothing in you. And the second you leave the company, you get used to your full potential, and you're like, wow, I didn't know that so and so is this good. I didn't know that she could even talk. And that's Diana Perazzo. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, she wasn't doing anything in NXT, and I don't get why. You know, you had this talent, yet you want to give the 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 rub to her friend. Uh, who, what's her face? Um, Zack Ryder's Chelsea. girlfriend? Chelsea Green? Yeah, like, to me, Chelsea Green is not that good. That like, shows I, you saying, how much she's over. You can't even remember her name. Right. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying Chelsea Green is terrible, yeah, yeah. but I think, you know, compared to Deanna Perrazzo, it's like night and day, but yet you let go of Deanna Perrazzo and you keep Chelsea Green and... Chelsea Green got hurt. So, uh, Deanna Peraza yeah. comes in at number seven. Yeah, I'm going to give my opinion real quick because my iPad's going to die and I have to go get the charger. But <laughs> um, Deanna Peraza, to me, is one of those people that she doesn't have to get on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just great. Like, her as um, the impact with the knockouts champion, she does not have to get in the mic to show her full potential. Mm-hmm. That woman is so great. And I agree with you, Mario. I don't understand why they didn't do anything with her in NXT either. It's... It blows my mind yeah, that he, they never used her. Yeah, we're gonna keep Chelsea Green. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, how's that working yeah. out for you, Oridium? Yeah. 
it's interesting that um, you mentioned that, like, you know, NXT didn't do anything with her because we know NXT to be a place where the wrestlers really get a chance to, like, make something of themselves, to make themselves bigger. And we've seen that with a lot of characters. But so I don't know. They dropped the ball with this one. But when she was announced to be on, on Impact, I watched Impact because of Deanna Prazo. You know, like recently, Kenny showed up on Impact and everybody was like, oh, we have to watch Impact now because Kenny's there. I was watching because Deanna was there. Like, I was super excited to see her finally do something. And she came out a powerhouse, like really strong off the bat. So I, I'm excited for her to be on Impact. And and that's, again, it, and I think if we were going to title this show, it's basically going to be uh, one man's garbage is another man's gold, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because we said that about the Good Brothers. We said that about a whole bunch of different teams that they or people that were in the WWE or that they were in a certain promotion, and then they went somewhere else, and then you're able to see them shine. You know, then you're able to see them what their potential could be, or you know what we know this person could be a breakout. But now we're actually getting to see that. It's not just a pipe dream. No, it's not. Hey, you know, five years from now, you know, the the, the rascals are going to be the top tag teams. Yeah, but you don't know that yet. Yeah. So, and again, with a lot of these people, and it's funny because they make the list after April. Because April 15th is when a lot of these people got let go. Mm-hmm. So again, ima- in, 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 in an imaginative whatever world, uh, imagine <laughs> imaginary. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, the other one. one. <laughs> no, but so what if th- what if they were in that promotion all year? You wouldn't be a number five. You would be a number two or number three or number one. You know that list would be a lot harder for Mario to put together. Uh, but that again, that goes to show you, and it shows me how thriving the wrestling business is. It's not just the WWE. And again, I'm going to sound like an old man. But back in my day, when the WWE was at its best, is because you had WCW and you had ECW that were actually putting pressure on them. So again, competition creates uh, something. I forgot it. Uh, but <laughs> that was so good. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's what you need. You know, you need the WWE to be on their toes. And you know what? I'm kind of glad that they got that lowest rating ever in in, in Monday Night History and whatever that they're talking about this week. That they're talking about this week. Oh, what the fuck? What the I didn't hell do was that. that. That was not me. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. <laughs> but you need that. You need that in in the wrestling world because now if you look at it, the indies were like the redheaded stepchild. They were like, hey, you know, it, it's an afterthought. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore because now you have these these different promotions that are, that are coming up that are building that are able to survive through this whole covid thing and they're going to be stronger next year so now again the wwe yeah they're up here but all these lists are showing you where they messed up on yeah. and that shows into what their ratings are and that shows in the product that they're putting us so that's why they, they, she shouldn't be mad that she hasn't watched wwe i haven't watched it either 
<laughs> I watched like a twenty minute thing, you know, after the show. But again, I'm even bored with twenty minutes. Don't don't worry, Teddy's gonna have the time to air her grievances for WWE in a in a certain category. We're, we're, ju- we're just like you know, yeah, we're just we're just out. adding fuel yeah, to yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, coming in number just six, just like any Spanish person. You know what I mean, you add a little fuel and then bang. Coming in number that six, uh, I, I know people have criticized not necessarily the performer, but like her booking throughout the year, how she was riding very high in the beginning of 2020, and then one match kind of like. Kind of put her like in a dead stop, but I think she's done an amazing job getting rejuvenated and coming back from this unfortunate loss. And that's Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley had a great 2020, early 2020, and then she got that sh- uh, loss to Charlotte at WrestleMania, which a lot of people questioned. Like, oh, why would she lose or whatever? But you know, I think she she's been rejuvenating herself very well, and uh, you know, she's that's why she's number uh, six. I love Rhea. And Teddy loves Rhea. Like, we are Rhea fans, stands here all day. Um, I do go back to that WrestleMania match that she had with Charlotte. And she did have, I think, a special in WWE, too, where, like, yeah. she was talking about her road to WrestleMania, which was super interesting. Um, really good video. But um, I love Rhea. It's just towards the end of the year, she was just kind of, like, not as prevalent anymore. Um, and I wish they would have just kept that that run. After she lost to Charlotte, it was just... A little bit downhill which was sad um but she still had a great year nonetheless mm-hmm. yeah i yeah like you said yeah we love ria i love ria to be honest if it was up to me i'd put her top two um <laughs> <laughs> i know that now she's not doing much and that her booking has been a little weird but uh i don't know man i just again i don't know if i'm being biased but i think ria ripley is up there like she's great um, I would put her next to Charlotte Flair in a couple of years. Right. Because I agree. I think has... WWE I think WWE sees a lot of Charlotte in Rhea Ripley. Yeah. 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 Now with with Rhea, you know, there's some there's some talent, there's some wrestlers. I don't want to call it talent because that's what WWE calls the wrestlers. They're wrestlers. Um what with a loss, it can cost somebody. But when you're at a certain level, you could lose like a Chris Jericho. You could lose and nothing's going to happen to you. I think in that match, what you should have done is, hey, even if you're going to have Charlotte win, have her win like a heel. You know what I mean? Because then it's it's not going to take anything away from Rhea. You know, that 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 push that she was having, she should have been on the main roster. You know, you should have kept her there, kept her going. You basically it's it's worse than the start and stop that they do with Dolph Ziggler. Because this was like all of a sudden, you know, it was even worse. But then that hurts her as a performer. Because again, and and I think in that in that twenty four series, that's when she said that that loss actually affected like her performance afterwards. You know, again, you have to remember you have an established person, and then you have somebody who's coming up. Again, if that established person doesn't want to lose, or if McMahon doesn't want Charlotte to lose at WrestleMania. Okay, that's fine. But it'll find a way for her to to lose Rhea, but not get affected by it. Again, you have a lot of talent, and, and she's another one. Let her go. She'll be bigger than anybody else you have out there. I mean, we got to see, yeah. I think, a little tease of that at the end of 2019. Like, that crowd erupted. Of course. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I fucking can't stand full sale. But yeah, yeah. that crowd erupted you deserve- no, sorry. when she beat Shayna Baszler. Of course. But again, you have it's not a character, right? It's her. 
Right? And by the way, she doesn't, they don't allow her to get tattoos, so she's getting tattoos on her legs. Just saying. It's another oh, thing that I know. We're, we're so hot. But <laughs> you, you need to let them be themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She has that appeal to, you know, the, the demographic, 18 to 24, and, and apparently older. But you also have her appeal to young girls. You have her appeal to, you know, to because at the end of the day, again, it's all about the presentation. By having her lose at WrestleMania, It wasn't what was best for business, yeah. in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So I I ahead. agree with, with what you were saying, Leo, about how she shows herself to people. I feel like she could be anyone's um, favorite because, like you said, the whole tattoos thing. Like she should be allowed to be herself. She's a huge nerd. The boys would love her because she is like the biggest. Sergio loves her. She's like the biggest nerd ever. Shit, I love and her she's too. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard you. <laughs> You, you mean Punishment Martinez? <laughs> Go ahead. What? <laughs> Punishment Martinez loves her. She said her for Sergio? Okay. Damien Priest, bro. I still know him as Punishment Martinez, okay? <laughs> Let me be. Go ahead. I, Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, that's all, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Coming in number five. Listen, she's my favorite women's wrestler currently. If it was up to me, she would be number one. But like I said... I have to be a, a wrestling journalist here. I can't be biased with my opinions. But that's Thunder Rosa. I love her so much. She's had an incredible year, starting with the NWA, NWA Women's Champion. She makes an impact, a huge impact in AEW. She puts on one of the best women's matches in AEW's uh, women's division with Hukara Shida at All Out, which you could even make the argument. That was probably one of the matches of the night. I love Thunder Rosa so much. She should be the face of the AEW's women's division. Tony Khan needs to work out a deal with Billy Corgan and NWA. Get this girl signed. She needs to be the face of the women's division. I love Thunder Rosa so much. It's crazy. She's not even signed to the company, and she was having fantastic matches. People were like, oh, my God, Thunder Rosa all over Twitter. You would have thought she was, like, the champion of AEW. She was being talked about so much, and she just added so many things, like, that we were missing. She was exciting. She had really great matches, and I'm just like, dang, They, they really need to find a way to get her there. Like, she needs to be in the AEW women's division. I I agree. Uh, me with Thunder Rosa, I appreciate her ring work. I think she's great. I'm just not that into her. I, I don't know why. I want to so bad, especially because, you know, it's una, una Mexicana, pero I can't really get into her character, I guess I can say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a disconnect for you, pretty much. Yeah, there, yeah. Do, do you think that it, it may be kind of what we were talking about before where she hasn't made that connection yet because you haven't had a chance for her to show you what she's about, like to explain to you what that character is? You just saw a girl come out with the Mexican flag, half, you know, half face paint, yeah. half off. Do you think maybe when, I, they, when they do sign her to AEW, then you'll be able to see, okay, you know what? I get her. Yeah, I guess so because, yeah, also seeing her come out with the makeup, I'm like, what is the whole makeup about? Is it just the... Okay, because you're Mexican, you're doing like half of the other Los Muertos makeup on your face. Mm. Um, yeah, it could be that. Okay. Okay. And again, it goes back to what we were saying before. You need to have that connection. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, yeah. that's what these lists are for. Maybe you're connected with number one. Maybe you're connected with number 10. So, mm -hmm. go ahead, Mario. All right. We're coming down to the top four, and this is that part where we're going to start getting people a little bit pissed off and all in their feelings, which I enjoy because uh -huh. I, I love pissing people Wasn't off. Wasn't that a song? Uh, all right. Coming in at number four, incredible year. 
you could even make the argument that she could be women uh, wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. I just think the three women that had her might have just had a little bit better of a year. And that's current NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Uh, I love her. I think she's fucking amazing. Um, everything she does in the ring is just wow. Like, she wows you. Jumping off the fucking War Games cage with the, with the fucking uh, trash can. Like, I'm at, like I, was, I was getting anxiety watching that. Like, thinking, like, imagine she fell back because she doesn't see anything. But uh, she's just great. She's a great talent. She put on an incredible uh, match with Rhea and Charlotte Flair at uh, In Your House. Uh, I-, I love EO. And then they couldn't get her out of that trash can. Like, Dakota <laughs> was trying to pull the trash can off and it was stuck because it was dented. She just summed up 2020 perfectly. Putting yeah. herself in a trash can, just throw it away. Just bye. True, true. I love EO Shirai. She's amazing. I feel like there's not... Uh, enough words to describe how amazing this woman is. She, um, her, oh my gosh, what the heck? English is not her first language, but this girl still puts on the best performance on the mic in the ring. I don't know. This girl's amazing. She she you. reminds me a lot of um, kind of like Nakamura in NXT, where he didn't have to say one word. Yes, but his actions and the way he. He carried himself, like just said it all for him. Like he at one point when Nakamura was in, in NXT, he was the most overact in the whole company, including Raw and SmackDown. And he didn't say a word. And I think yep. Yo Shirai is the same way, where she's so charismatic and she's so animated in a good way, and she doesn't even have to say anything. I agree. I agree. And and what happens with a lot of these wrestlers, like and again, and it has to do with whoever is at the top that doesn't get what their what their character is, right? Like, okay, you know, he's he's unable to speak. Okay, so let's have him make funny faces. But a Nakamura face is totally different than, you know, like a comedic face. Right. But again, if you're at the top and you don't get that, you go, okay, go go make some funny faces. Like, be funny. Like, no, dude. Like, again, and, and with her, you don't need her to be on the mic. You just need her to, to get her point across, which is, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what you need. So now, hopefully, McMahon dies. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> people at the top will understand or retires. Um, and then we will get a better product. Just saying, go, Dali. Oh, my God. Oh, my God! All right, coming in number three. Ever since she returned, uh, I say the summer of 2019, she just came back with a different um glow to her different vibe to her the way she carried herself in the ring it reminded me of her run in nxt because she was performing that good and going to 2020 her and her partner were carrying three shows at one point and that's the current smackdown women's champion sasha banks i think this might i think this is the highest we've ever even put sasha banks in uh in our luchis i've been critical on sasha banks in the past i, I think Prior to her returning with this whole blueprint moniker and stuff, I don't think she was acting and performing the way she was performing in NXT. And ever since she came back the summer of 2019, going to 2020, she's been great. She's been killing on the mic. The stuff she was doing with Bailey, it's just the Mandalorian. It, she's just over. She's so over. Um, and her work shows it too. So Sasha Banks coming in number three. I, I noticed that on Twitter, too, a lot of people... She's always had a lot of fans, right? But now, 
Um, Because, like I said, you know, I've said it so many times, I don't watch WWE, but I noticed on Twitter that a lot of people that never really talked about her are talking about her now and how great she is and how well she's been doing. Um, uh, I don't see why you haven't had her on the list before or so high up. You said she's never been on the list? No, no, she's, never she's, made it on the list? No, she's been on our list, but, but she, not but not, not that, that high, high not that high up. Oh, okay, okay. She's been on um, our list before. I don't think she was on our list Maybe she was an honorable mention last year because she made it like towards the late of the year. And previous okay. to that, I think she's made our list, but I don't think she ever cracked. Maybe the highest she ever won was maybe top on uh, five. But this is the highest, number three. Oh, okay. But I do have to agree with you. I've never thought about it that way. I do think her NXT run was so much better than her in the beginning in the mm-hmm. main roster. Mm-hmm. Sasha is so good. I remember her coming back in 2019, snatching her wig off. And it was blue hair. I've never wanted a wig so badly in my life. Like, I wanted to recreate that moment. Like, it was the most novella moment I've ever seen in my whole life. (laughs) Um, I love Sasha. Like, oh, my God. I think she could do no wrong. Her outfits are always on point. She just looks like a champion. She looks like a badass. Um, I'm hoping that next year we get to see her at number one because I just think she's so good. She has it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Coming in number two, and it's gonna hurt people's feelings, you know. But we're honest here. It's we gotta, right. we it's gotta right. keep it real, right? Take, it, take it. And and listen, it, it, everything's subjective here. So if you don't agree with me, sue me. I don't give a shit. Um, and and listen, I love her. I love her. I'm a big fan of her. And that's the Raw Women's Champion, Oscar. You know, between the person that's number one and Oscar, I was battling back and forth. You know, throughout the year, like, man, at one point, I remember this summer, I was like, man, there's no way Asuka's not not the um, the female of the year. There's no way. But, you know, I just think the, our number one, you got to look at the whole year. And our, our number one did that. So, but Asuka still had a great year. I love Asuka. And, you know, two ain't bad. Two's cool. <laughs> it's two, cool. Two's good. Two's I can, good I can deal with two. I can deal. Um, any thoughts on Asuka? Um, no, I agree. <laughs> I just don't have, I don't have much to say. I like her. I love her, actually. I really do love her. I just don't have much to say. I agree with you, though, Mario. Oscar's <laughs> been a trooper throughout this um, COVID time. She's right. been there showing up and showing out. So I agree with you on number two. She's really been a workhorse. Mm-hmm. All and, right, guys. And what happens is a lot of people don't give her that credit. No. No, absolutely. a lot of people do not give her that credit. They don't put her up on that uh, on that pedestal, if you will. Mm-hmm. They always look at you know what what Sasha and what Bailey are doing. But again, mm-hmm. in this COVID times, mm-hmm. she, she she was there. I'll, I'll say this: she was one of the 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 key members of carrying Raw and yeah. SmackDown at one point. Yeah. So uh, Oscar gets number two, but our number one. And like I said, I'm not biased here. I gotta <laughs> keep it real. And when I look at the whole year. Our number one is Yes, guys. I'm agreeing. Yeah. That Bailey, the role model, is our number one female wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've been critical on Bailey. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I've been very critical on Bailey. It's never been about her in-ring work. Yeah. Because she always kills it in the ring. 
It's just her promos at times were a little bit wonky to me. It looked, it seemed too much. I was playing wrestler. Too produced. But like I said, I'm a wrestling journalist. I can't be biased. So if I look at the whole year, how can you not make Bailey number one? Her and Sasha Banks were carrying all three shows at one point. They were must-see TV anytime they were in the ring, whether it was for a promo or whether it's for a match. And even now that she's not women's champion, she's in this feud with Bianca Belair, she's getting spotlight. She doesn't even need the title. Not at all. And I got to, you know, me being critical and stuff, I got to put that aside and and have 2020 vision. See what I did there? Ah, I like that, <laughs> I like that. that all good. right. And Bailey is our number one female wrestler of the year. Good job, Mario. Good job for putting your your feelings aside, um, your little your your hater side because you're your kind of little hater. Listen, I'm just real, okay? You're kind of a Bailey hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Mario, but um, I agree with this number one spot. Um, even though I haven't seen her much anymore on TV, well, just myself. Um, I don't know. Again, I think I'm just being biased. I think Bailey's number one always <laughs> already always. in. <laughs> At the beginning, you know, when Bailey turned heel, I wasn't really buying it. I was like, come on, man. I know you're happy. I know you want to smile. Like, <laughs> I know you're like, happy. I, like, I can see it. Um, but she she really started selling me on this. I'm like, dang, Bailey's she's doing so good. Her overall character, her gear, her makeup, like all of her look is just, it looks like what it's supposed to. Like, it feels right. I mean, I don't like her makeup or her hair. I think this did a terrible job with her makeup and her hair. But um, her in-ring work is amazing. But that stuff that, that I'm, I'm sorry, that you girls pay attention to. Right, we don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like to us, okay, you know what? She's she's doing one of her, her better works in the ring. You know, uh, like we said before, her and Sasha and Asuka, they basically carried the little bit that is left of the WWE uh, women's division or anything at all. Uh, because mm-hmm. they were entertaining. They were must-see. There were things that, you know what? Yeah, maybe she wanted to smile. But at the end of the day, like, playing a heel is a lot easier than playing a face. But that doesn't mean that you could phone it in. Her heel work, she's not phoning it in. No. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, if you connect to anything, is her heel work. So I'm okay with that, number one. Uh, by the way. Kenneth Dinkins is saying great pick on that one. He also made it to the live show. Andy, Dream Match Wrestling, Dream Match in the house. Uh, late to the party, must be the Puerto Rican in me. I didn't tell him to write that. He wrote that himself. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I, w- one last thing on, on Bailey, and then I'll, uh, I'll, ma- I'll mention the honorable mentions. You know what I want from Bailey in 2021? To let her hair grow again. No, not that. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully by then we have some type of control with this pandemic and COVID and we have some fans. I want to see Bailey make Izzy fucking cry. That's what oh I want. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to yes. mention Izzy. I want that. Yes. I want that so bad. Do that it. piece of shit kid. I can't no. stand her. <laughs> Listen, if Iridian, was, if, Iridian was, if Iridian was doing, like, the graphics for this, this is where she would pull up the teddy face. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where I agree that my my meme is. Your meme needs to be up here. Yeah. <laughs> All oh right. Oh my goodness, Mario. I'm just being honest. Listen, I'm just real. Y'all know damn well y'all can't stand that kid too, right? Yeah. Stop trying to play yeah. nice like she ain't like a little annoying piece of shit. I'm just Don't being honest here. <laughs> All right, I'm just being real. Fuck that kid. Honorable mention, guys. Honorable mention. Tell me how you really feel about that kid. Bianca Belair. Right. Bianca Belair. She's been kind of weird in her booking throughout the year. 
I think in the beginning of 2020 in NXT, she was having a run. Like to the point that people wanted her in this women's match with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And then she got moved on to the May- to Raw, and they just didn't really do much with her. And now, towards the tail end of 2020, we're starting to see her um, getting some shine, getting picking up some wins. She's in this feud with Bailey. I do see great things with Bianca Belair in 2020. Hopefully, she gets that shine. Alexa Bliss, honorable mention. With She recreated herself once again, playing this Harley Quinn-esque character with The Fiend. I think the pairing's amazing. Uh, Kylie Ray. This talent, I feel so bad because she's going through some stuff. You know, uh, I don't feel comfortable. No, you don't have to. You know, whatever. But this talent, man, she was just right there. Like, I was expecting so much stuff uh, with her and Impact and then eventually maybe move on to another company. Uh, I like Kylie Ray so much. Um, Sue Young, uh, also another great talent in Impact Wrestling. I wanted to give her also an honorable mention. And, yeah, those are my honorable mentions for uh, female wrestlers. Mario, before we move on, can I um, comment something about Bianca Belair? No. Oh, I yeah. think like, <laughs> I, still, I still continue talking. I don't even wait for you to say yes or no. <laughs> I <laughs> could be up there with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley if oh, yeah. they oh, allow her to showcase that. Absolutely. 100% agree. 100% yeah. agree. All right, guys. Do you guys want to laugh? No. Oh, sorry. Do you yeah. guys yeah. want to laugh? Because our next category is Congratulations, You Played Yourself of 2020. The Sippy Award. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Our next category The Sippy Awards. Hashtag Sippy. Congratulations, You Played Yourself. Go ahead, Mario. No, and your host, Mario. (laughs) <laughs> All right, this was a late entrance. No, you're gonna be like, yeah, Leo, thank you. And we're no, sorry. This was a late entrant in 2020. <laughs> but how could we not put this jackass? Whoa! And congratulations, you played yourself. Not- now you guys know Ryan Sadden, right? I'll allow it as soon as I hear the jackass's name. Go ahead. You know Ryan Sadden, uh, the guy, the mastermind behind yeah. Pro Wrestling Sheet. Now he's uh, works for the WWE, which he's a shill for WWE now. All of a sudden, because he was in bed with WWE. No. Well. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, you know, during uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, they had a, a beautiful baby, and everybody oh, was congratulating. I, I I everybody was congratulating them like normal people do, right? You know, why wouldn't you congratulate someone after having for giving birth to a new baby, right? That's the norm. That's what normal people do, right? Okay. Well, this jackass decided <laughs> it was a decided it was a good idea, right? <clears throat> to tweet out keep in mind he has done questionable tweets in the past before but he decided to tweet out a gif of you know Seth Rollins when he spins the championship around and around which is awesome it's an awesome visual when you see Seth Rollins do that when he's been world champion universal champion intercontinental champion he decided to tweet out I hope Seth Rollins did this with his baby baby's umbilical cord after it was born what in the right mind why would you tweet that out who told you this was a good idea. So for that, my friend, you're number 10, and you get a big... Congratulations. You played yourself. Iridian, give me your thoughts. <laughs> I can't believe this dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? Like, out of all of the things he tweets, which aren't always the best things, you know? No. I was like, this one? This one you're going to choose? Like, are you sure? Um, and everybody was giving him, you know their two cents in the comments i was like you know what i don't even have to do anything because people know you guys i did not think it was bad (laughs) i 
saw that tweet and I was laughing. Okay, no, I, I, I laughed too, but then I was like, why? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people imagined the baby still attached to the umbilical cord and maybe that's why they were so mad. I didn't imagine a baby. I, I just imagined Seth with an umbilical cord doing it like he did with that. I think that I think it was funny. So when people got so upset, I was like, why are you upset? No, I, I, I did not understand. Does he deserve a congratulations? You played yourself? Yes. Because the dude is always tweeting dumb shit. Yes. And I think that's the thing. Also, you work for the WWE, and out of all things to tweet while everybody's right. giving, con- like, not congratulations, you played yourself, but giving congratulations to Becky and Seth. Like, yes, what in your right hard. mind? What in your right mind? Where in your brain told you, like, you know what? This is a pretty cool gift to tweet out and say it's an umbilical cord. Like, what's wrong with you? It's just, yeah. it, I didn't get offended. It's just, it was just something weird. That's what it was. It was weird. It was, it was out of place. Yes. So I don't know if it happened to you guys, but when you're texting somebody, like sarcasm does not translate well to a text, right? <laughs> so I picture him sitting there. Oh, okay. They had a baby. What will be funny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it will be real funny. Let me look for, because he actually took the time to look for the GIF. And right. he was like, no, not that one. Nope, not, not the one with the red. Oh, he's got one with the white. Okay, and he's doing this. Okay. So, again, all that time, you think in your brain you'll be like, but I work for them. Right. <laughs> like, 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 it's still fun. It's funny, huh? You know, it's still funny, but I work for them. I'm surprised he didn't get fired. I'm sorry. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Coming in at number nine. But uh, it was funny, huh? <laughs> Coming in at number nine. Uh, we're very fortunate as wrestling fans that some independent companies, obviously with safety precautions, they've been running shows. Like we've seen GCW run shows, obviously AEW. They've opened up certain parts of Daily's Place, you know, to for some fans, you know, a certain percentage of fans, whether it's 25%, whatever capacity, whatever. And some independents with safety precautions, uh, they've been allowing to do wrestling shows, which is great, not only for us wrestling fans, but for the talent. They get another payday, right? Now, if we're fortunate as fans... To go to these wrestling shows, we should follow protocol, right? No. Common never. sense, right? So my next congratulation goes to the some fans, some wrestling fans, that decide it's a good idea not to wear a fucking mask at a live wrestling show. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> I don't understand the ignorance of people. I really don't. I do. Like, the, like guys, there's no pandemic happening. Like, COVID is not a thing. It, it's all fake news. My body, my choice. <laughs> we, I think we can go on and on about anti-maskers. Oh my god, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into this conversation. They're, they're just a weird, especially. They're just a weird species. It, it really is, especially involving wrestling fans, which we already know are dumb. So <laughs> yeah, we we already have a bad aura about us you know to what i was mm-hmm. saying before like we have to defend that we like wrestling to non-wrestling people you know yeah. and, and and i do it every day mario knows this i'll defend it to anybody but again it's and the, it's real poppy that's all i gotta say <laughs> um but you know what this unfortunately is gonna show just like in, in any sports, you have different levels of people, right? You have people that are able mm-hmm. to see a sport for what it is. You have people that take it way too serious. And in wrestling, it's even worse because 
unfortunately, we are the worst of the worst. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have such a plethora of people. Good use of plethora, Leo. You have a plethora of people <laughs> where you get, you know, really high up people, CEOs that still understand wrestling for what it is. But then you also have like people that just take it that far. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, at wrestling events, and, you know, Mario and I have talked this about this all the time, in these meet and greets, you have the the one crazy guy with the belt that has the the clicker on the on the sharpie that I talked about when you know we we're gonna meet Bret Hart, and they tell him you know you're not supposed to put your hand around Bret Hart's neck because you know and that's hey hey Bret how are you and he puts his hand <laughs> like motherfucker they just told you not to sorry but <laughs> the same thing with the mask like hey wear your mask if you want to come to an event wear your mask whether you're on this side of you know wearing a mask on the other side of not wearing a mask it's not what you think. Hey, if you fuck it up for us, we're not going to have shows. We can't have yeah. nice things because your dumbass doesn't want to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You know what? I could be on either side, but if they tell me, hey, you get to go to a wrestling show if you wear a mask, shit, I'll put on the fucking Rey Mysterio mask with my other mask and a third mask just to be able to go to a show because that's yeah. what we want. I don't want to watch it on TV. I want to watch it live. But again... Because of those stupid-ass people, now wrestling has, oh, everybody can. Weren't people that, that were booked to work a week later, they weren't able to work because of these dumbasses that they wear a mask? Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You made it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Sorry. Go ahead. We were, we were the first people that were allowed to go to a show, right? Yeah. Basketball fans couldn't go to a basketball show. Football. Mm -hmm. Some restaurants weren't even open yet when wrestling fans were allowed to go to start going to, sh to live shows. And, and then they just fuck it up. By not wanting to wear a mask like I, I don't understand people that don't like to wear masks i mean no one likes it but yeah know, but yeah. but it, but again it, and it has to do with social media like your opinion counts right technically yeah. it doesn't i'm sorry <laughs> you're, yeah. you're paying to go there you have to follow their rules mm -hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. on the mm -hmm. back of your ticket when you buy the ticket it says you know no flash photography no this no that no that and what's the first thing a fan oh, i'm gonna bring my really big camera with the really big lens because i'm gonna sit up there but i'm gonna get the best pictures motherfucker like don't do it like follow the rules like i understand you know we grew up on this whole stone cold against you know uh, uh authorities and everything but bro, like if you want if you want to be the select few, because it wasn't even like it was open to everybody, right? Yeah. If you want to be that select few, just follow the rules for an hour. You know mm -hmm. that that uh, that meme that we all saw. You know, uh, Kane wore a mask for you know an hour and forty five minutes. You can't wear one ten minutes at Walmart. Hello. <laughs> like and, uh, again. the funny part about that is, <laughs> in reality, Kane doesn't even like wearing the mask. That's, yeah. the, that's the funny part about so it. Imagine that. <laughs> so <laughs> again. <laughs> You could deal with it for 10 minutes. Kane has been dealing with it for 25 years, but he has a job. He's not stupid. Just saying, right. you know, I digress. Go. All right, coming in at number eight. Um, listen, we love this company, AEW, but they're catching a congratulations. And they're getting, getting a congratulations <laughs> for the first TNT design. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> listen, the poor excuse that they gave us is because the belt wasn't finished. What kind of... Um, Albanian, Ukraine, Afghanistan belt uh, creator, were you making this belt from? Like, where, where was this belt being created? The fact, because of COVID, the belt wasn't properly finished? Like, you got, sh shout outs to JB Toys. He's a belt maker. He could have had that belt for you when you needed to get that belt made. 
So the poor excuse from AEW, that TNT championship, the first design was awful. And it was terrible the fact that they presented it with Mike Tyson, you know, this this world champion, former world champion, an icon in boxing, and you give this piece of garbage championship? Come on, man. AEW, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know why they even brought it out. <laughs> I feel like, man, if you were going to order it off a wish, you should have just kept it. <laughs> you shouldn't have even brought it. So they knew that they were going to get roasted. I feel like they wanted to make this list. So they were like, let's just bust out this belt real quick. I feel like maybe they thought we really did something with the belt. And that's why they brought that belt <laughs> They thought like, they were making something great. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they really did think it was great. Cody probably looked at it and he was like, oh, shit, Tony, that's just great. I don't know. No, no, no. If it sucks, you need to tell them you're not mean. You're real. It sucks, Tony. Like, we shouldn't bring it out. Like, and, and that's always been my thing since day one. That stupid-ass check that they brought out for, like, $2,000. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We need to make better decisions. Like, if, if we're going to be a viable mm-hmm. option for wrestling fans and our owner is worth a trillion dollars, and when you when you talk to anybody and say, oh, no, you know, now, you know, billionaire Ted had issues, but he had the money, but, you know, then Time Warner took it over, but, you know, Tony Khan, he's a wrestling fan. He understands us. He's not going to let this ship go down. And then you show up with a plastic check for $2,000, and then you show up <laughs> with a title that, again, we have to defend because we're wrestling fans. And they're like, yeah, it's real. You're going to have Mike Tyson with this belt that I'm sorry. I've seen better belts on guys that show up to wrestling shows that could barely walk. And you're going to have this as your belt. And then you have to go on social media and defend it. Like, oh, but, well, you know, due to COVID, the, the, we couldn't get the oh, screw. You know what? It's not that bad. No, yeah. the TNT championship the first incarnation of the design was very 24 7 championship of jace like it, it was just a, it was it was bad it was not a good look but moving on to number seven we're gonna give it to jerry lawler now jerry lawler decided that by the way was, i'm getting preached leo 100 go that jerry lawler <laughs> don't do that because i just go on a rant jerry lawler decided it was a good idea live on raw during a austin theory tozawa match it was go, funny to say Look at Tazawa. What is that? A ramen noodle mutsal? Congratulations. You played yourself. Why would you? What in your right mind <laughs> thought that this was a, a good comment to say? It was funny. Already, and you do not look happy. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> it was funny. No. He's not making the greatest choices in life, right? <laughs> so... I remember watching this match, and as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, my God, Teddy I thought he would have freaked face. it out or something. Teddy face. <laughs> yes, I was like, don't, don't, don't do anything. Don't do anything. And, um, you know, Jerry Lawler just does not have the best track record. And I feel like hand in hand, JR, because I remember him saying something about Anna Jay when she, I don't even oh, know if that's she right. That's right. Or on the side. And she's like, oh, he was like, oh my God, did Anna Jay have a wardrobe malfunction? I was like, whoa, dude, relax. You're like 50 feet away. Why would you even need to mention that? I feel like these people, these commentators make unnecessary, you know, comments. And I don't know if, is it, if, is it because they're old and they just, they don't. It's because they they're old and they don't give a shit. That's, that's, that's what it is. It's because they're old they didn't and they don't unlearn. give a fuck. Yeah. All of the the racist things or the inappropriate things in the past, so they just think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, yes, a thousand percent! Congratulations. Teddy looks so pissed off. 
I I cannot stand that son of a bitch. Like I <laughs> hate him. So when I when I saw on Twitter that he said this, I was like, oh my god. Of course, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, but right. I wouldn't even put him on this list because he's not worth it. Wow. All right. Well, let's let well, listen because we were kind of we knew this was not a good comment and. And you guys seem very pissed off about this remark, you know, mm -hmm. that he thought it was an idea that it would be a good joke. So let's laugh a little, all right? Let's laugh with the next one. Okay, coming in number, coming in number six. Number six. We're going to give it to this person because she thought this was a good idea to say live on television. And you know what else you can do? You can take your ratchet, trifling ass right up off my stage and do not come back unless I send for you. Do you understand me, Heffa? <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen, I said it. It's funny because when we talked about this, you guys were on. You guys were our rotating third and fourth. And I said it mm -hmm. then, and I'm going to say it now. That promo was just as bad as dropping the N-bomb on live television. Mm -hmm. She never talked like that, <laughs> ever. And she decided, because it was another African-American, another black girl, you know, facing off. She decided to get all shenanay, right? To, to get a little pep in her step. And the funny thing about this is, fast forward to this past week she you know she announced her pregnancy congratulations to cody and brandy but guess what that promo doesn't mean anything nothing it didn't do anything at all i guess it's i guess it's another thing that AEW is just going to dismiss and pretend like it didn't happen just like um what was it what was that? nightmare collective yes just like the nightmare collective they're just gonna pretend like it never happened um, a lot. Of, I saw most people did not like that promo from her. Some people did like it. Um, I really didn't see the issue with it. I see why it, it's funny, especially you, Mario. Like the way how much you hated it. That was so funny. But um, yeah, I guess AEW is just gonna pretend like that never even happened. The more times that I that I've listened to it now, I think it's funny, and I do use it a lot. Like when I'm at home, and I'm just about who the hell told you, you know, like. <laughs> It's, it's fun to get into it, but you're just like, that's not what Brandy talks like regularly. Right. You know? That's my issue. She's been on her switch. YouTube channel. This isn't how, like, we've never seen her talk like this, which is, I think, why it caught a lot of people off guard. And yeah. um, the fact that she was with another black woman, I was like, wow, you're going to make them sound like two angry black women now. Um, you can't just, like, have them have a conversation or argue in general. Um, but, yeah, this, this was not good. Do, do you girls think that this was more, like, racist like if you look at it right now, like like step away, right? The, forget about that. That is Brandy. Forget about that. That you know it has anything to do with AEW. If they tell you, it's educated black women, right? Because that's what Brandy is. All of a sudden, they're put on TV against each other, and quote unquote, the hood comes out. Like to me, that's more racist. And I'm sorry, but what Jerry Lawler said. The ramen noodle comment? Yeah, the, well, they were real. next to each that, other. I don't think it's racist just because it is coming from two black women. Um, I think 
just because you're hood, it doesn't mean that you're not educated. Mm. I just think that it was, it's not brandy. No, no, but, but what I'm saying is, and, and um, maybe I misspoke, right, with the educated part. But what I'm saying is this, like, you never heard her speak that way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and, and I don't know if it's, if it's the, the first time on camera that they've been together or anything like that, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, like, she's ratchet. I, you know feel, I, mean? I feel like as a viewer, you're feeling like, oh, because it's two black women. Now we're going to typecast them as like, oh, they're from the hood or whatever, mm. which that was my biggest issue. That's why I said it was just as bad as you trying to drop the N-bomb on no. t- live television because we've never seen Brandy talk like that. Like, why is it that to Brandy to be portrayed tough, right? Because that's how she was being aggressive. Yeah. She has to talk with like some some like umph in her, in her vocals and talk with your hands up and this and that. Like we've never seen Brandy do that. So, so why do it now? She could have cut the same promo, right? Maybe change the verbiage and cut a promo like Stephanie McMahon and it would have fit Brandy's character. But no, she went a completely different direction. I'm like, God, this is awful. Now, do you yeah. think that, that maybe, maybe, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, maybe, if she would have come the week after and that would have been a character, Right, because again, it was a one-off. I still think would have been that bad. I no, 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 but, but no, no. But I'm, I'm saying like we wouldn't have been into it. But again, why would you use that? You know what I mean? Why would you even use that to begin with? Right. Like yeah, again, I also yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Leo. I did not mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. What I'm saying is again, your AEW again. The way that I look at it is, I want there to be an option aside from the WWE, and when you make decisions like this. It makes you look like bingo hall wrestling promotion. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, and, and it goes back to what we were talking about before with Dominic Mysterio, right? Like a lot of these wrestlers, they start in these things where you're able to find yourself. Unfortunately, with AW, we get to see it on a grand stage. But I think they really dropped the ball on it. If, if it was up to me, that would have been number one. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Teddy. Go. Yeah, no, I was... Um Damn, I even forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry. Good job, Leo. <laughs> it's okay. Good job, Leo. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know, for the hell of it, Leo. Here you go. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. It wouldn't be a Lucha Outsider show without me getting one of those. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I really did forget. All right, let's move on to the next topic. And man, you want to talk about congratulations. Uh this happened earlier this year in arguably probably one of her biggest matches biggest moments in her career that was going to happen that weekend somehow she thought it was a good idea to Mm -hmm. tweet out hey women try supporting one another cool things could happen and that's tessa blanchard congratulations you played yourself i gotta give it a tessa and listen i'm a fan of tessa maybe my opinion for her you know maybe has changed a little bit but i was a fan of tessa i'm not gonna sit here and lie about it but when you have uh, skeletons in the closet, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a dark past of some things that were not that great that you've done. Now, this is all legit because there's two sides to every story or three sides. You know, you have that side, this side, and then you have the, the real, the true side that happened. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to tweet something like that. And you tweet it out on the biggest weekend of your career where you're going to challenge for the world title, right? Wasn't that like the night before? It was like two days before yeah. or something like that. And then Impact, right? They go forward with their plans. They put the title on her. And then the shit backfires on Impact. So that's like congratulations within a congratulations. Because 
she ends up dipping off the company. They have to make a brand new championship because she's holding like the bell hostage or whatever. And then there's people trying to defend Tessa. We're like, oh, we don't know the, the, the Tessa side of the story. At the end of the day, I don't even care about Tessa side of the story because you're their world champion. Yeah. You could at least send some some Skype promos or something. You could have Zoom promos. There's something you could have done, and you chose to be unprofessional about it. So, you know, Tessa gets a congratulations for that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I felt like, because the first person that called her out was Chelsea Green. This is how it all started. Yeah, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green she, she likes the clout. Let's be honest. She, she's a clout. Yeah, no, yeah, and I, that's how I saw it at first. I was like, damn, why you got to go, you know, talk shit about this girl who obviously is going to have the biggest weekend of her life and that's how i saw it at first i'm like oh i don't know chelsea maybe you're being a hater but then all these other girls started talking about their story their side of what they think of well what they've gone through with tessa and i was like oh no tessa yeah that's when i was like fuck her i've, I've always <laughs> felt some type of way about tessa and i i would tell teddy you know what her chin really intimidating scares me <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just, I don't. I don't know how I feel about Tessa and her coming on on Twitter. And when Chelsea said something, I'm like, oh, you know, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she wasn't the only one coming out. A lot of girls were saying things mm -hmm. that Tessa was terrible to work with. That she was Allison terrible. Allison came person. came for Tessa Blanchard's neck. Yeah, like yeah. everybody was talking about this, and I was like, oh, not only was like. Is she racist? You know, we still don't know. But people were like, oh, my God, but she was dating Ricochet. She can't be racist. Like, whoa, stop. That's that doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, I that, that's like worse, like saying, like, yeah, but I have black friends. Like, hello, that's, that's right. That's just right. the same that's thing. Exactly. What, what does that mean? And what am we, I do with that information? And then there was people trying to defend it, saying like, oh, but she didn't say the she didn't say the N word with the ER. She said it with the A. That's still bad. She shouldn't be saying it in general. I'm sorry. She shouldn't be saying it in general. Yeah. No, I, I don't like Tessa. When when you have to defend what you say, mm -hmm. then you shouldn't be saying it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right? Mm -hmm. um, the hate is always fake until it's not, until it's real, right? Now, again, in social media age, you have a lot of people that, you know, are in it for the clout, that, that will do anything just to, to be trending, right? But when it's real... Then you feel like an ass thinking like, yeah, she was just doing it for the clout. Again, there's a lot of things in wrestling, and I say this all the time. If you were able to have social media back in the 80s, 90s, Attitude Era, all this stuff, half of these people wouldn't even be out and about. They'd be in jail, you know? So, again, there is a lot of stupid people out there. There is a lot of, of just ignorant people out there yep but i think us as wrestling fans the only thing that we could do is like mario said and that's why i always defend mario in the sense that you know you're not mean you're being real and you get to know and you get to meet people through wrestling you know like again i think i met you girls the, the, the first time when we had the show last time you know but then again we're able to have conversations and we were to have this a lot of people can't do that a lot of yeah. people are, I'm sorry, your, your mental capacity does not allow you to have an honest conversation with another guy, let alone a girl, you know what I mean? Because you're so in, in your shit. Now, with Tessa, yeah, the in-ring work is totally different than the outer ring. But unfortunately, in this day and age, whatever you do outside affects what happens inside. Mm -hmm. 
So mm. preach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that's that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. And again, she kind of. I know where where the tweet came from. Like, hey, we should all stand together because she knew she was going to be the champ. Yeah, right? but it was it was. Wait, listen, when you have skeletons in your closet, you should keep exactly. your mouth shut. Exactly. So she was feeling herself when Chelsea Green came in, and she was like, "Oh, bitch!" But said, not today, not today. But mm-hmm. every everybody everybody has skeletons in their closet. Mm-hmm. It's how you address them. It, she right? was better off just tweeting this when she instead of sending that tweet, she she was just better off tweeting herself this. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because that, that's exa- the yeah. second she hit send on that tweet. She played herself. Yeah, basically. Dale. All right. Coming in number four. Talk about playing yourself. This was a good one. We're going to give it to Nia Jax. Ay, Dios mío. My girl. Dale. Congratulations. You played yourself. This is why we're giving it to Nia Jax. Now, keep in mind, I like Nia Jax. But the reason why we're going to give it to Nia Jax is she has the audacity to criticize Ronda Rousey for being a stiff worker and that she quote-unquote hurt people. About Ronda Rousey. Yet, from what I remember during Ronda Rousey's run, I don't really remember reports of her actually injuring people. Mm-hmm. Yet, Nia Jax, you have a track record of injuring people. No. Didn't you just break Kyrie's face this year? Like, come on, man. Weren't you responsible for the man being the man? Right. <laughs> like, Nia Jax, you have the audacity to criticize Ronda Rousey for being an unsafe worker. Are you serious right now? <laughs> I do believe that Rhonda is also, you know, uh, there is some truth to the, what Naya said. But I was like, damn, Naya, you for real said that. Like, you didn't injure people. I think the I think the rumor Rhonda is was she was a stiff worker. I don't remember see, reading that she actually injured someone. Injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a big difference because you have a lot of these old school wrestlers that were stiff, but they made it look believable. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's kind of like the bully have finding another bully and then oh my god like he's bullying me yeah but you're doing the same thing to other people oh, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. uh was- i'm sorry uh naya jackson ended carrie's career her nickname should have been the career destroyer oh what up to chris brown so there you go trademark that go ahead Daddy. sorry <laughs> um n- not to defend Rousey, because I, I know a restaurant ED, don't look at me, don't look at me, restaurant. I'm not trying to defend her, but we cannot compare Naya and Rousey when Naya has been in the business training for this for a very long time, so. and Rousey comes in from the UFC, you know, from MMA, straight into wrestling, you know? Um, she's still a stiff worker, she still sucks, fuck her, I don't like her either, but... I don't know, Nia Jax. Come on, you're a wrestler, dude. Like, why? You can't be talking shit about Rousey. And then you're over here injuring people. Like, that is so wrong. I was rooting for her. I felt like um, Tyra Banks and that one, you know, that one. I was rooting for you. Yeah, I was really rooting for her because I liked her in NXT. Well, I wanted, I, I liked her, but then I also wasn't seeing much from her in NXT either. So then she goes to the main roster and she starts injuring other people. And I'm like, oh my goodness. All, all I'm going to say is this. We can go back and watch the 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 replay of this show. Iridian mm-hmm. rolled her eyes so much that she got to see the title and the camera at the same time. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> but that's what's funny about this. But that's what's funny. That's it. <laughs> all right. All right, Teddy. Here's your here's your spot to air your grievances. So come, in, 
Coming uh -oh. in number three. Let's go. We're giving the congratulations to WWE. Congratulations. You played yourself. And let me remind the people some of the reasons why we're giving them congratulations, all right? The Twitch third-party band, are you that fucking petty, especially yes. during a pandemic? Yes. The handling of Zelina Vega's release, why would you let a gem like that go away? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Now, let's not get started with Retribution. That's a congratulations within itself. Also, remember the eye for the eye match? Ugh. Oh, God. Otis winning money in the bank? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Also, the handling of these NXT call-ups. Keith Lee, um, Ricochet, all these... Aleister Black? Come on, Richard man. Richard. Alistair, man. Like, look at... So, hi, WWE, you got a congratulations. There you those, go. The, those are some of the many reasons why I don't watch WWE. Besides the fact that I'm just... Oh, I'm, I'm not invested anymore as I used to be. I wish I was because so many of my favorites are still there and I want to support them. But man, uh, that whole Twitch thing, man, that threw me off. I, I, I couldn't believe they were doing this to their people, like people that are signed with them, trying to take away what they love to do and trying to take away their money as well. And then the whole Selena thing, like I, I, part of me was happy that she was out of there because I feel like Selena has so much more to do, but at the same time, she she felt that she was sad about it. This is what she's always wanted to do since she was little. Um, and then, like you said, Keith Lee, Alistair, like they, man, they don't treat a lot of their wrestlers right. Like a lot of their wrestlers are deserve so much more than. And what it's crazy doing. because let's even go back to before, like the Twitch issue. When mm -hmm. COVID first started, they were like, oh, we're going to keep wrestling going. We're going to mm -hmm. keep putting all of you guys' Your you essential know, workers. Essential mm -hmm. workers, which made no sense. And then you're going to let people go. You let so many people go. Drake Maverick got let go and then came back and they put it into the storyline. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what What was that? What was the purpose of that? Um, this whole Twitch ban, it was just like people thought, oh, it's because Lana's doing, you know, social media ads. Like, she's selling you know, drinks on Instagram or she's, you know, on Fashion Nova or whatever. But I, I don't know. AJ was also on Twitch talking about WWE stuff. So I feel like maybe instead of the ban, WWE could have been like, hey, well, don't talk about wrestling while you're on Twitch or don't talk about the company when you're not at work. Because a lot of people do get fired for, oh, for tweeting something about work mm -hmm. on their social media, you know, right. because they're making the company look mm -hmm. bad. WWE was like, oh, I'm not making money and you guys are making money off of something else. No, I want to cut. I would have been straight like Eddie Murphy. If like if I was a wrestling talent, if I was a, a you know, a WWE talent and I was running my because I would run my mouth about the company. Yeah, yeah you, would. You, would. you would. So like, let's say they hit me like kind of like what already said, like, hey, can you do me a favor and like not talk about you know what I would have said? I would have been like, yo, check this out, fam. You don't owe me. You don't own me. All right. Check this out, fam. I actually see you saying that. Go ahead. That's you don't own me. You might own my wrestling name. You might own my wrestling name, but you don't own me as a person. You own Mr. Rated R. You don't own Mario Martinez. Hell no. Mr. Rated R is definitely trademarked. Okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would give me a crazy name like, yeah. I don't know, Marco Garcia or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a list today. Uh... Big Vito wrestled Masawa 
in New Japan, and his name was uh, Doctor Van Destroyer or some shit like that. Like the the craziest wrestling name that you can give somebody. But what I'm saying is this: with the WWE and this whole Twitch thing, from a business side, I understand why they did it, but it's not ethical. No, nope. right? Like these people are looking to make money. That's what we're in this for. So if if as a company, if you are taking that away from me, I'm sorry. Selena Vega, she's going to make more money now. Any one of these people, and again, it goes back to that April firing or letting go or, or co- you know cost control and all that stuff. I didn't see it as a bad thing. I see it as, you know what? At the end of the day, and you know this, Mario, I'm going to live by what I do and I'm going to die by what I do. I'm not going to let somebody else dictate, you know what, you can't make money on this. And that's what they're doing because you're taking away that something that, okay, like like you guys said before, I won't talk about wrestling then because you still have that person. You still have that person that, you know what, people want to connect with. And again, it's just the WWE, and I bring this back to Zack Ryder, where you had something good before WWE even knew what YouTube was. They didn't know what the hell YouTube was before uh, Zack Ryder. Then they took over his channel and it was the worst thing ever. Same thing with podcasting. Same thing with anything that is relevant. WWE grabs it and they destroy it, unfortunately. But you got to let it live. You know what? All these Twitch accounts that that they supposedly took over, you think they're going to be the same? The performer is not going to want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. But again... The WWE, but we still love them though, just like FIFA. I'm 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 stuck. Uh, I love FIFA and the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, all right. Uh, unfortunately, the next two topics they're not going to be that funny because there were some serious stuff coming in. Number two, Sony Deville stalker man. That story Fuck is that fucking guy. nuts, and he gets a congratulations for that. Um, congratulations, you played yourself. I don't know what's wrong with wrestling fans. Obviously, this guy has some issues, some serious issues. If you have fucking duct tape and whatever it is that you think? he was trying to have breaking into Sonya Deville's, Deville's house. And it's always fucking dudes. Like, you never hear, like... And I'm not saying that it, it, it's not plausible. But, like, you never read, like, crazy female fan breaks into... Uh, I don't know, Roman Reigns' house. You never hear something like that. It's always one of these fucking weird dudes... That that are probably virgins that, that no. do crazy shit like this. Like, no, they would never, Mario. These are the type of people that make wrestling fans as a whole look nuts, man. And uh, it's just a disgusting, upsetting story. Go ahead, girls. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure y'all have met some wrestling fans out there. Oh, man. <laughs> we need to do <laughs> we, a whole show just them. on that. <laughs> We've met them. They're in our DMs. They're probably, in the, DMs. They're probably oh, in the live God. Facebook chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that situation, man, as as women, that it's scary. And I know you guys understand that, too, but... Oh, I don't know, especially reading what everything he was carrying nah. and his plans and what he wanted to do. And then not only was Sonia there, but also Mandy was there. Like, oh man, that is so scary. I can't imagine how Sonia felt having to go back to her house, you know, yeah. after and all of that happened. Having to go to her house someplace where you're supposed to feel safe. Exactly. And, and to know that something like this like, could have happened. We don't know. Could you imagine if like Mandy wasn't there? Or, you know, Sonia didn't have cameras or anything. But, like, as a right. woman, you're already on edge all the time. 
So like, even when you go outside, you're like, okay, so I have to be alert, you know, who's walking behind me. Maybe I should yeah. text someone my location when I get in an Uber in case I get kidnapped. Like this is just women yeah. mentality. And yeah. if you go home and have something like this happen, I feel so bad for her. She like, she must've been so terrifying. And then the pictures from court came out like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, you know, like we were saying, my friend, we're outside and like, we're always watching our back, making sure no one's following us or anything. You walk inside your house and as soon as you lock that door, you feel safe. You're like, oh, okay, I'm home. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sonia, literally, her freaking stalker was inside. Like, man, yeah, just a scary situation. And I'm glad she was able to handle that. She handled that so well. And I'm glad she was able to get out of there, her and Mandy. I I feel bad, you know, especially in the story. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like. I think I remember even doing a post about it. I remember saying, like, I use this platform to put those type of people in their fucking place because those are the people I despise and dislike. And those are the type of people I don't want them supporting the show and this podcast yeah. or, no. or mm-hmm. our pages because I can't stand people like that. They're, those are the same type of people that when Thea Trinidad, Zelina Vega, when she got released, were already fucking messaging her and comment, commenting her, saying like, oh, I can't wait till you do a signing. Like, she just lost her fucking job. Can you, like, have some type of common sense? Are you that dumb? Yeah, they are. Oh, I can't stand they wrestling are. fans. Fuck so, yeah. And, and I'm actually trying to look for the Lacey Evans uh, tweet um, where somebody sent uh, fan mail to her house. Oh, yeah, it was, like, recent. Yeah. Right? yeah. So mm-hmm. tell me this, right? I think the furthest I've ever gone to find out, like, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers, right? Diesel. I just wanted to know what his real name was, right? Because that that was it. That was as far as I went. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find his social security number. I'm not gonna find his home address. I'm not gonna find who he voted for. I'm not gonna find where he donated. Again, and and it goes back to what we talked about before, that there's a there's a real thin line. That a lot of the wrestling community love to step. Like it's their house. They forget that they're real people with real lives with real families. Like, like just have some common sense, people. That's it. Yeah. You but just need to have common sense. People are stupid. And I don't care. And and I say this all the time on the soccer show. By the way, football, you guys can listen to it on Los Radio. But I say this, <laughs> right? Like, I'm wearing a soccer jersey right now, right? But that does not mean that if I see somebody with the different team soccer jersey that we're just automatically going to fight. Or you're going to punch them in the face. Exactly. But it, and it's the same thing with wrestling. Like, you think, oh, just because I'm wearing your shirt, Lacey Evans, that I can go ahead and send you fan mail. Nah, dude. Like, you <sighs> went through different steps. You literally did. If you put this much effort into your day-to-day, you could be a CEO. I'm just saying. Right. Like, but that's what it is. Like when you break it down again, we need to understand that at the end of the day, this is their job. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's okay that, you know, you like them as a performer. It's okay that, that, you know, maybe you have a poster on the wall, but when you start to look for their home address, Hey, I'm sorry. That's a little bit stalkish. And, and I have a daughter and I will kill you if I ever see you there. Just saying. 
the furthest I went was looking at Payment Pages astrological signs. I don't know if that's too far. <laughs> no, but, but that's fine because, you know, Aquarius oh, goes with Aries. Just <laughs> but, like all, all women at the end of the day, we're FBI agents. Like we, we know things like you can ask us things about our favorite wrestlers and we know why because we've done hardcore research mm-hmm. um but we're not going to go out there there's a difference. and show up at these men's houses like right, hey, there's a difference. and i get an autograph can you sign this oh and if this person is here can you have them sign it like what yeah yeah, yeah. But, but i think it's common sense yeah. go ahead i think go. it i think it's also and i know a lot of people are going to get mad because i personally personally know a lot of people that do this but i think it's similar to stalking them at airports yes and their hotel. yes Yes. I I don't like that. Yes. Yep. That is a disgusting ass. Like again, <laughs> if you put this much effort into finding what their flight is, to find where they're coming from, to Dude, become a, a, a private detective. Become a CEO. Open up your own company. Like again, if you put this much effort and and craziness into this. Like I said it the other day and I said it jokingly and and I keep remembering like it's not like, hey, you know what? Uh, Mandy Rose is there. I show up at her house and she says, hey, Leo, you look nice. Put a baby in me. Like, no. That's <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, no. But that a is a disgusting. What, what do you, what do you, and, and, you know, you, you girl said it, you know, a couple of these wrestling fans are in your DMs. Again, what do you think is going to happen? Like, oh, my God. Like, uh, yeah, we met each other or we saw each other. Like, yeah, we're going to go on a date. No. No. <laughs> like, uh, well, at least we got to laugh a little bit because um, I, I, our number. I think this might be the first year we do a congratulations. You played yourself. That our number one is not a funny topic. It's really not. No. And you know, I think um, hearing the point of view of reading and Teddy in this, it, it should be very ed- educational for everyone here. Um, and that is our number one congratulations. You played yourself. Is anyone that got exposed and pretty much, you know. You saw true colors, and that's the speaking out movement. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we didn't expect, just like the pandemic, just like the coronavirus, we did not expect this. Um, I think it affected the wrestling fans and the people that that the victims in many different ways. So let me remind you to the audience some of the names that were accused and to to this whole speaking out thing. And they're rough. It's rough. Marty Squirrel, Joey Ryan, David Starr, Travis Banks, Lee Garrow, Jack Gallagher, Joe Coffey, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, Justin Roberts, Joey Ryan. Oh, I said that already. Jimmy Havoc, Dave Chris, Dave Lagana, Jim Cornette, which he's a piece of garbage. Um, Mark Adam Haggerty. And there's probably others that I missed there. Um, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was such don't bring that up, Leo. That the I'm Sammy Guevara thing was a different thing. But a lot Sorry. of these names. They disappointed the wrestling fan base, especially me. Uh, for those that do know a little bit about my personal life, I have a dog, a French bulldog that I love very much. I named him after Marty Skrull. His name is Marty. Mm-hmm. So it, it's rough. But uh, go ahead, girls. Take it away. It, it, it is rough because um, so many women's lives were put up, were put out on social media and instead of everyone being sympathetic and being like, I'm sorry, or, you know, like, I'm sorry you went through that. A lot of fans went against them and were like, you're fucking lying. Why? Because 
they love the character Marty Squirrel. They love the character David Starr. They love all these characters that don't even know them. You know, they don't know them personally. These wrestlers don't give a shit about you. So for you to start defending them over something that you don't even know what happened, it's so fucked up. And a lot of these women were assaulted. And so they were assaulted and then they put themselves out there by saying, okay, this person did this to me. And then you have the fans talking shit to them. Like I, I can't imagine how they, how they feel. I, I, you know what? I, I imagine it, but man, like that, that really sucked. Um, to me, the congratulations, especially goes to people like Joey Ryan, who now oh, is coming back talking about how religious he is. And he felt what a bad. piece of shit. And what a piece of fucking shit suing these women um david star the same thing trying to trying to come back and do the same thing not even apologizing which apologizing is not going to do anything let me no. tell you you're still you're out you're done we don't give a shit about you um matt riddle matt riddle gets the biggest congratulations because even marty marty he, was like, well it was legal what adam right. all the, why how, how, out of all the ways to defend yourself why would you say that <sighs> Be, and, and also i also want to point out too the victims weren't just only wrestling fans. There were talent, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy. It it was such a, like, sad, tragic. Like, you felt it in your heart. Like, as a fan, you're like, wow, I can't believe, like, my favorite wrestler did this to, like, another one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, I, it was hard to comprehend. There was a lot of things going on in my mind at that time. And then you saw like Joey Ryan put out an apology on YouTube. And it's just like, I'm not even going to watch that. Like the first two minutes, yeah. I didn't care for Wasn't it. Wasn't it like, hmm, I wonder if Deanna knew something was up there and that maybe there was a reason for the breakup. Because that breakup is something that nobody knows about between Marty and Deanna. Right. Nobody knows. Yeah. There's still yeah. some people that thought they were still together, right? Um, yeah. We never really knew. Deanna hasn't said anything. Obviously, now she's with like Steve cutler i think the dude's name from the forgotten sons now he's with baron corbin and they seem like happy or whatever so i'm happy for them but like but we never really knew what was the reason for their breakup so it kind of you kind of like wonder i wonder if diana knew something or maybe she found out and was like nah, also, I can't, you, I can't fuck with this. young and from what came out that marty was like with a 16 year old i was like well diana's like 20 some 23 maybe she's she's young too mm -hmm. she's young yep mm -hmm. and and that's I think where where the four of us here and a lot of people that that you know are in the chat with us we we kind of understand the difference between the performer and the person you know and and you have to be able to make the difference you have to be able to understand that Hulk Hogan didn't go home and, and you know and took his vitamins he was taking other stuff but he didn't take his vitamins <laughs> you know um the boogeyman wasn't eating you know uh, worms Again, what? it's a you didn't know that. I do, me. But but again, like you have to be able to separate the two. So now I, I did a little bit of of homework for you, Mario. Okay. So, um, you can also name your dog after maybe uh Marty Feldman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I look I looked at another wrestler named Marty, and you got Marty Janetti. No, no, no okay. that's just <laughs> that's just as bad. No. You, you got a, a hockey player named Marty McSorley. I don't know. I'm trying here. I'm trying. Le Leo, I I'm happy with Marty no. McFly from Back to the Future. Yeah, that, okay. that's what oh, I was gonna oh, say. Oh, that yeah, was my punchline at the bottom. So there, <laughs> Marty McFly. There right. you go. <laughs> and then also, Mario, you just can't take away, you know, the past and not not mm. 
this is not defending Marty or saying, oh, we can still love Marty. No, we, we don't love Marty's girl anymore. But mm-hmm. you, you can't take away the fact um, that he made you feel such a way as a wrestling fan back then yeah. before all of this happened. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you named Marty after Squirrel because you loved Marty, the mm-hmm. wrestling character. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't feel bad if I were you. I know. And, and to that point, right? I'm a soccer fan. Hello. Um, but Maradona died about a month ago, right? And I didn't understand. And, and, it, and it's kind of the same thing because Maradona was a cokehead. He, and then there's also some other things that, that he did, whatever. But I always mm-hmm. said this from day one. You have to separate the soccer player from the person. Yeah. Right, yeah. like again, and and I didn't notice what kind of effect the dude had on me until he died. I literally cried on camera, like sitting here. I cried. Oh, I was gonna ask you if you were okay. Oh. I cried. I, I'll send you guys the link later. Um, it helps the views. Uh, no, but what I actually did was this, and it kind of reminded me, like when my mom passed away. Right, that has to be the like the darkest time ever in my life. But what I do remember about that weekend was my friends from high school, even one from like. North Carolina came up and we sat down and we started talking, right? So, and it hit me when I learned about the Maradona passed away, but I started to think about it. And for those 90 minutes, I don't care what the guy did outside of the soccer pitch or field, because, you know, we got our people in the UK listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of the field, like for those 90 minutes, he made me forget about everything that happened. I always talk about the 1990 World Cup and that video where I cry on camera. I say this, that during that time, my dad was not with us. My dad was already here in the States. But Maradona, like, I saw my dad in him. And I didn't notice that until the dude passed away. Again, you have to separate the two. I cannot control what the guy does off the field. And I used to say it all the time in in Futboleo when we first started. I'll defend them as the soccer player. Not as the guy, not as the guy who did coke, not as the guy who beat his wife, not as the guy who came out with a shotgun to reporters. I can't defend that because that's him as the person. But there are stupid fans who defend, oh, no, but it wasn't that much coke. Like, the guy still did coke. Like, the Mm -hmm. guy still hit people. And again, with this speaking out thing, with a lot of these women, you have to believe them. Again, I have a daughter. And if you say... And we all have mothers, right? But if you say that you don't believe the victim, that's because you don't believe your mom. Because <clears throat> that could have happened to your mom. Mm-hmm. But I bet you if it happened to your mom, you'll defend it to the end of the world. Absolutely. Right? So, again, you have to separate the two. And and, and, and I think with with the Sippy Awards this year, it kind of turned a little bit dark. Oh, it's very but, dark. I feel I feel terrible. But, but it's, it's okay. Well, we got to be real. But it's okay because that's part of of growth that's part of wrestling you cannot see wrestling through eight-year-old mario you cannot see wrestling through you know six-year-old iridian you can't because we've grown and again that's why i said if there was social media in the 80s 90s and then and, and the thousands half of these people wouldn't wouldn't be out there yeah, yeah. you know that's but true. again you have to separate the two and and with the whole Marty Scroll and what bothered me the most. Oh, but it was only, you know, it's legal here. Ugh. It's legal to eat dog in Asia, but I'm not going <laughs> to eat a dog here. I'm just saying, but that's the like, truth. What in, his ri- in the way to defend himself, what in his right mind did he think that was a good idea to say that? It, it goes back to the tweet with Seth Rollins. Well, Ryan like, said, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, it, it, 
it's funny, but no, like again, put two and two together. <sighs> like you're trying to defend yes. yourself, Joey Ryan, for an hour long, and the first two minutes, like if the girls are tired of it, we're tired of it too. You know, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize, guys, for taking us no, to the dark path that, in the that. last two. But we have to be real. We have to be real. People are afraid to talk about the truth. That's what people are afraid to talk about. Not Mario. Not me. I don't give a fuck. Oh, no, not Mario. And, I, and I'm here with you. Okay. Let's go. It's so, our show, Poppy. So, all right. So we're going on right now. Two hours and 35 minutes that. right now. It's okay. Wow. And so... I feel bad that uh. Teddy and Aridi is still with us. So I'm going to just throw this out there and tell me what you think. I feel bad I haven't heard the kids upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me throw this out here. I know Leo will be cool with whatever we do, yeah, but let me throw this idea to Aridi and Teddy. Do you guys want to just kind of skim real quick if we have something to say about matches of the year and events of the year and then break down male wrestler of the year like how we've been doing? Would you guys be cool with that idea? Yeah. That? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, here. Time. We're here on your show. I yeah, know, we're on I, I'm your show on I'm, your time. But I'm considerate, though. I'm a very considerate person. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying, you know, YouTube is, has us capped at eight hours, so we just can't go over eight hours. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> as long as we don't go over the eight hours, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Seven, we got a pay per view later. Yeah, yeah. We do have a pay per view later. Oh, but you, how are you going to do the end year awards if, the, if we still have another pay per view tonight? They want us to do it on uh, December 31st at, at 10 o'clock at night, just to make sure that we don't miss anything. <laughs> you fucking marks. Okay, Whoa. guys, let's do, uh, let's, let's skim through events of the year, let's the go. top 10 events of the year. I got skimming music. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right all right coming in number 10 i'm pretty sure more guys are gonna slim into your dms now go ahead <laughs> and, and, and listen and listen all right if you're gonna slide into their dms all right first of all teddy's married that's one yeah and be be nice about it don't be a fucking creep just don't just don't Jesus okay Jesus christ just all don't. right coming in number so seven. Edie is not married and she's single and ready to mingle but you have to be cute you have to look like Marco Stunt. Or Trey and, Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Matt Jackson. I can't. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, that was a great ending because it ended right like on the song. That was a great ending. Solid ending. <laughs> that was great. 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 That's that radio timing. That was really, that was really, really good. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Okay. And the award goes to Leo. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's talk about events of the year real quick. If you guys want to chime in on something, let's go. Uh, coming number 10, NXT TakeOver 31. The main event was Kyle Riley, Finn Balor. They beat the crap out of each other, these two dudes. Overall, the event was good. Coming number nine was a recent uh, event also, NXT War Games. Top to bottom, the matches everybody had their eyes on was the actual War Games matches. But the whole event was great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, agree with you. Coming in number eight. AEW Full Gear, another great show from AEW. Um, all of the shows, for the most part, they might have a little flip-ups here and there. Slip-ups are like, mm, that wasn't too good. You put up the teddy face. But um, <laughs> but besides that, Full Gear was fucking great. Um, number seven, this was like the change in Impact in 2020, Impact Slammiversary. You had the Good Brothers showing up, an incredible main event where – um, Eddie Edwards captured the vacant world championship that Tessa Blanchard uh, kept and didn't want to return, so they had to, you know, put out a new title. And the Slammiversary paper, even with Impact Slammiversary, with no audience, no fans, 
It was trending number one. The whole pay-per-view was good. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number six, SummerSlam. Number six. This is where we got the return of Roman Reigns, the new Roman Reigns. We had an incredible match between Dominic and Seth Rollins, Bailey and Asuka, the whole show, SummerSlam. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first pay-per-view that they debuted the Thunderdome with, if I'm not mistaken. I yes. Think. So, uh, yeah. overall, I thought Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, main event, I thought this pay-per-view was really, really good. Coming in number five, this was the first AEW pay-per-view during the pandemic. Pandemic, and that was double or nothing. The uh, stadium stampede match, um, Moxley and Brody Lee. This whole card was just great, fucking great. Um, coming to number four, this was the last takeover with an actual audience. That was Takeover Portland for the NXT brand. You had Keith Lee Dijack that put on a clinic. Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole for the NXT uh, World Championship. That was where Johnny Gargano turned. Also, Rhea Ripley defended her NXT Championship against Bianca Belair, and then we had Charlotte Flair, you know, attack Rhea Ripley, solidifying that she was going to challenge for the NXT Championship. Number three. We got to take it back to January. That's Wrestle Kingdom 14. Night one and night two. Okada, Ibushi, Will Ospreay, Takahashi. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just talking about Wrestle Kingdom is getting me pumped up for this year's <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom that's coming up. I'm, I'm looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. Coming in number two, which I definitely want to hear the thoughts of Teddy and Iridian because this is a pay-per-view that we're all at. And that's AEW's revolution in Chicago. In actual Chicago, it wasn't a suburb of Chicago. It was actually in Chicago. <laughs> yes, I, le- I learned yes. that from my rush friends because I'm not from Chicago. So I it don't was know. proper Chicago? Yeah, because I didn't know Sears Center yeah. wasn't in Chicago. Oh, you, you didn't know about that? I didn't know about that either. <laughs> Rookie. Um, listen, I'm not from Chicago. I don't know. But, Me neither, but I took a tour and I was able to find out that it was outside. Sorry. But in AEW's revolution, top to bottom, this pay-per-view was great. There's matches on here that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but... Oh, my God. Um, the vibe in there. Just hearing that roar of the audience for both Chris Jericho's entrance, Moxley's entrance, uh, Adam Page, uh, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks match, Orange Cassidy, Pac. Oh, my God. This whole pay-per-view was just great. But let me get your thoughts, Teddy and Iridian. The only thing that I didn't like about this pot, about this you know show was that Mario got his tickets before us, and he was like, I'm not going to sit with you guys. Sorry. That's not I, what I said. That's that, not that, what that I said. That sounds like Mario. That sounds like Mario. <laughs> you didn't have to say it, Mario. Your actions were... Your I actions spoke louder than First of all, all right, in my defense, mm-hmm. you guys are from Chicago. Something you guys already bought your tickets because yeah. you guys weren't sure if I was even going to go, okay? That's one. Y'all the locals. we're sure you bought your tickets and didn't let us know. Okay. I, you guys are from Chicago. I'm thinking you guys, you know, you, you at the time, you know, you was... um. You had like a high spot in radio, and I'm thinking you're getting like, uh, like you know, VIP entrances and stuff, VIP passes and shit. I don't uh, know. Like press, like yeah, like <laughs> Leo, you gotta understand when Survivor Series weekend was at Chicago, they literally went to every fucking show. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. So I'm thinking they had the VIP treatment. I didn't know. We did have the VIP treatment. Okay. You see, you see. Yeah. Not for AEW. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we gotta, we gotta get Tony on the line. Sorry, go ahead. Tony, <laughs> I'm, what? I'm Tony. available, Tony. Tony. Oh, restaurant. We were we were talking about business, but okay. <laughs> this okay. is business too. Let's go. Hey, okay, okay. hey, hey. Be- we we can be pressed if she gets to know Tony. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> that is so true. Just saying. Just saying. Before I say my opinion on Revolution, actually, you know, Revolution was great. We know that it was amazing, even for people watching back at home on TV. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine for us in person? That mm-hmm. was one of the best shows i've been to um but you guys the sears center isn't called the sears center anymore which makes me very sad 
um, as an AEW fan and, you know, someone who had, who all in means the world, meant the world to me. The Sears Center is in the Sears Center. I drove by there a couple of weeks ago on my birthday and it's called the, I think it's called the Now something. I the Now Laters. It's you know, weird. They, they don't like the name Sears there. Do you remember Sears Tower is not Sears Tower? The anymore? Sears Tower, right. I don't Ooh. know what's wrong with them. Like, it, it looks so, it literally looks like a, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're still going like to call it that. Well, we, we can go ahead and For get sure. big enough where we can call it the, I don't know, the Los Radio Center or the Rest Friends Center. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so cool. <laughs> Just saying, uh, MetLife has been called MetLife for like the last, what, 10 years? And I still call it Giant Stadium. Just <laughs> well, you, you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned All In, Teddy, and I'm wearing my All In snapback. There you go. I love that. Um, I wasn't able to go, unfortunately, to All In, but I made sure I ordered this pay-per-view because I wanted to support independent wrestling, support the Bucks and Cody and, and all You mean you, you didn't stream it illegally? Like all these fans that say that they actually support wrestling and they go ahead and stream it illegally? Just saying. If you really support it, support it all the way. Absolutely not. I was so hyped about All In weekend, and I wanted to own a piece of history, so I ended up uh, copping this All In hat. By the way, our graphics team is, is off the chains. Just saying. Just saying. We but it. can we go ahead? Can we get um, Cody and the Bucks and someone from Ring of Honor on the line and have you know? I want them to know that I want a DVD, a Nolan DVD. There you Please. go. We we definitely need that. I, I don't know. We'll, I, we'll call Tony. We'll see. Tony, <laughs> Tony really needs to. You know, talk to Joe Coff and and uh, Sinclair Broadcasting to try to get the rights of All In. They they really do. They have a Dennis yeah. Miller All In DVD from 2006 on eBay if you want to buy it. You know what, Leo? No. Congratulations. Sorry. You I played yourself. <laughs> but coming in at number one, while AEW's Revolution was amazing, coming in at number one, we got to go take it back. We got to take it back earlier this year, and that's the Royal Rumble because that was the yes. last big felt event with an actual like stadium and in the baseball stadium right yeah and you had uh charlotte flair winning the the women's royal rumble drew mcintyre finally getting that big moment he didn't get his moment at wrestlemania in a live crowd but he got that royal rumble win um in a live crowd and just seeing that and seeing the motion in his face and hearing that pop when he eliminated brock lesnar and also my boy all right my boy Listen, going into the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, there were so many rumors about Edge's return, but we didn't know. We did not really know. We weren't really sure. And when you hear, heard that, you think you know me, that stadium lost their fucking minds. I was watching at a viewing party, and I got up, and I was just like, mouth dropped. I, I was crazy. And for that one quick second, when he was coming through the through the... Um, what do you call that in a baseball stadium? Dugout. Dugout. When they were coming through the when he was coming through the dugout, it's like he came in there as Adam Copeland and just took all the feelings in. He took it all in. Yeah. And you could see him getting emotional. That pause. That pause mm-hmm. while he was just looking at the crowd and feeling the energy. And the second he got down to do his pose, that's when Edge came back. And he did the pose. He came in there. And the dude looked great. Unfortunately, he did get injured later on in the year, but Man, the Royal Rumble, overall, the whole card was good. You had Bray Wyatt and uh, Daniel Bryan. You had Asuka and Becky Lynch. Uh, that whole Royal Rumble show was amazing. And The that- Drew McIntyre, how, you know, that whole buildup yes. to Brock. And again, but that's what we're missing now. And again, we don't know what we're missing until we don't have it, until it's not there anymore. Like, the whole crowd reaction added to that show. 
Any show after the whole pandemic would have been even better with the crowd reaction. Unfortunately, we didn't have it. So now you know what you don't have or missing again. But you're right. That was the, the best one out of the whole year. I'm any, okay with that. any thoughts on Royal Rumble real quick? Oh, man. Edge, when he came back, you heard that music. I was in tears. I was a hot mess. All it was in mo- I, was, I, was in mo- I wasn't in tears, but I'll tell you what, though. After that Royal Rumble, that later on that night, I bought my tickets for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, man. True. And, and then the pandemic ha- happened, and then I got hit with this. Congratulations. You played yourself. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. And you know what's funny about that, too? Because I remember I, I had mentioned it to Sam earlier. Before, like, the pandemic even started, I had mentioned it to Sam, like, yo, I'm thinking about going to WrestleMania, bro. Like, it's just I got to see Edge live, you know? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in years. So he goes like, he was just like, he he was just not, he was not really feeling it. Right. And I wanted to do, and I wanted to do the collective and I wanted to do a whole bunch of other shows around, like obviously takeover and stuff. And he was just like, "Eh, right. So before everything got canceled, like right before when the rumors started happening or whatever, Uh like it was a secret. Not many people knew. Leo obviously knew. And you, I think I had told you guys I was going to go to WrestleMania. Not many people Mm knew. So, um, I made the announcement like on the on on our episode on one of our episodes like hey you know that was it, a close to our episode actually yeah and I was mm-hmm. like I was supposed to go Sam had the audacity to go like how come you didn't tell me bro cuz you wasn't going to go yeah <laughs> should have told me bro I was going to go um by Dude. the way follow up to that all in DVD there is a step up all in hora de bailar uh, just saying hey, you can go no. ahead and share. Just saying. People are asking for that song again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to matches of the real real quick. What other wrestling show will give you this much fun? No, apparently just, just us. Apparently just saying. Just All right. What do you got, though? Coming in at number 10, we're going to take it back to Wrestle Kingdom 14, and that's Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. If the stipulation was if somehow Tanahashi was going to beat Chris Jericho, he would get a future AEW title shot. Um, I think this might have been Jericho's best match yeah. all year. Uh, it happened in Japan. It didn't even happen in AEW. Um, this match was excellent. Wrestle Kingdom. Um, this happened. It's coming in at number nine. This happened recent. It happened this month. And that was the finals for the best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. Uh, oh my God! This do yourself a favor, sign up to New Japan World and watch mm-hmm. this match. The emotion in this match, the ripping of the mask of Desperado—it was just amazing. Coming in number eight, we were there live. AEW's Revolution, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. My God! For anybody that thinks that Orange Cassidy does not do anything in the ring and can't tell a story in the ring, you get the biggest congratulations. This match was amazing. It was all up in our feels. Uh, any anything you want to uh, touch on when it comes to this match? I loved it. Teddy Teddy will tell you, I talked about this earlier. I almost lost my voice because I was so hyped for this match. <laughs> Teddy was like, damn, Edie, calm down. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Coming in number seven, we got to show love to the women, and that's Bailey and Sasha Banks. Hell in the cell. In my opinion, that night, all the Hell in the Cell matches were great. But the one that stole the show, in my opinion, was Sasha Banks, Bailey. They, it, I wish we could have gotten this match at WrestleMania. I wish they could have stretched it out and kind of continued telling this uh, this story. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. We got it Hell in the Cell. But it was a great finish to their story and amazing match. Um, Comment number six also happened recent. My God, when I tell you 
I want to see this match with a live audience, and I want this match at WrestleMania somehow. And that's Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Survivor Series. Jesus what? Christ. This match was so fucking good. So good. I just wish we could get this at WrestleMania with an audience. This is the only thing that was missing from this match. This match was so good. I'm hoping Drew McIntyre could somehow win the Royal Rumble again, and he challenges uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal title if he drops that WWE Championship. That's, I think this is the route they should go. Because, listen, for all you marks that think The Rock's going to show up at WrestleMania, Listen, what's wrong with y'all? It's not going to happen. Pandemic is still happening. We're not going to get a full capacity uh, WrestleMania. That's not happening. So stop thinking that, oh, my God, the Rock and Roman Reigns. It's not happening, all right? According to Dave Meltzer, we're going to have one. Well, no, no, 2021? No? Not, not happening. Coming in at number five. Number five. Also another match that happened recently, and that's Finn Balor, O'Reilly, TakeOver 31. This match was so brutal. This match was also so good mm-hmm. that they both got injured out of it. Finn Balor was, like, missing for weeks. I don't know if there's some brujeria with the NXT Championship because <laughs> everybody gets hurt. Um, O'Reilly, I think, lost some teeth. But this match is excellent. And we're going to get this match again in early 2021 for New Year's Evil. Coming in at number four. Number cuatro. We're going to go back to Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom 14. Okada, Naito, for the duel, for for the, I wouldn't even call it unification. It was champion versus champion. IC championship versus the heavyweight championship. Naito finally gets his moment. Unfortunately, while the match was amazing, Kenta did kind of ruin it because he slid in there and attacked mm-hmm. um, Naito. And in many ways at the time, even though Kota Bushi has kind of taken that moniker, but at the time it's like, yo, Naito's kind of like the Charlie Brown. He can never get his fucking moment. You know, he gets his... He wins the championship, and then Kenta has to go in there and ruin it. That's true. Um, number three, also taking it back to Wrestle Kingdom 14, Okada versus Ibushi. This happened on night one. Oh, I don't know how Kota Ibushi still has a neck. This match was brutal and amazing. Come in number two, taking it back once again to Wrestle Kingdom 14. Oh, um, Osprey and Takahashi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Oh, Will Ospreay, the prime of his career going into Wrestle Kingdom. We got Hiromo Takahashi coming back from an injury. We wanted this moment so much, and we finally got this match, and Takahashi going over, finally get his moment. A championship that he never lost because, remember, he broke his neck, so he had, to, he had to get stripped from the title. So finally getting his moment at Wrestle Kingdom, fucking amazing. Now our number one match, and people are going to probably get pissed off, but it's okay. I don't give a shit. Dale. It's okay. <laughs> The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega, Adam Page, AEW Revolution. Mm-hmm. There's no match that happened this year that is touching this match. This match had emotion. It was They were beating the snot at each other. They were really stiff in this match because they're all friends here. So, of course, they're going to be stiff with each other. Oh, my God. And partially, this is, this is probably one of the main reasons why Kenny Omega and Hangman Page were the tag team of the year. But let me get your thoughts because you guys were there. And I think it just makes a difference of of being there and witnessing it all go down like in person that it really changes how you see it. But even looking back on it, like you, I rewatched the match after and you're just like, dang, it was as good as I remember it. Yeah, that match was amazing. And I feel like, yeah, being there, what adds to it is how we were all reacting in the crowd. Um, There's just so many emotions like in that in that match, like we had we thought that Hangman was going to turn on Kenny. We thought maybe Kenny was going to turn on Hangman and team up with the Bucks. And I don't know, 
great match. So I'm so happy he put us in the room. Oh, Teddy's so happy. I will say, <laughs> I, I will say about the whole experiencing it live. I don't know if you guys do this, but this is something I do, and Leo knows this very well. If we watch something live, right? Mm-hmm. And we go to a live show for it. And I'm like, wow, this match is fucking amazing. I always go back and watch it on my TV to see if I feel the same way. And yeah. sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Here's another thing. Um, sometimes I'll enjoy a match live and then I watch it on TV and I enjoy it more when I watched it on TV than I actually enjoyed it live. Sometimes that's happened to me too. So that's something yeah. I, I definitely do where... I'll revisit a match because I want to know if I still feel the same way or maybe my opinion, my opinion changes. And you know what? Sometimes commentary does like really affect things. I remember my first live show. I was like, what is different? Like I'm missing something. I don't know what it is. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, a- any more thoughts on on this, Teddy? Or are you because I know you're very happy about this number one. Match. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants more pictures of Hangman. Up here, honestly. Yeah. Leo's too busy to put the pictures up, so but it's you can okay. look it up on your phone, restaurant. You can be like, "Oh my god, yes." <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, Mario, I'm really happy with your list. I love your list, and I love how you kept saying, "Oh, and another match from Wrestle Kingdom." Um, uh, what's it called? I agree with your whole list, and I was gonna mention how you said that you don't know how Bushi still has a knife. How is Bushi still? Alive. How does he still have anything? <laughs> is he still? Alive? How's he still wrestling? This man is insane. Um. So, real quick, honorable mentions, real quick, because I sent you guys a list, a full list, and there were so many matches on this list. I, I sent got you guys. it. I yeah. had to print it out. Do you wanna? Need a- no, no. I, I got it. I got it in front of me. But I'll read you a I- couple of them. You got a. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin from TakeOver Blackpool 2. I know that feels like such a long time ago because it happened in January, but this match was amazing. You got DIY versus Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Also happened earlier this year. Um, we mentioned it before. Jack and Keith Lee at TakeOver Portland. Amazing. Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa from TakeOver Portland. Another great match. Uh the Boneyard match, uh, arguably AJ Gay made Undertaker look the best he's ever <laughs> looked in years. <laughs> yeah. uh, even though that was a cinematic match, but it was something that was noteworthy. It was different. Uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, another which it took us in like a spin of this like weird dimension of Bray Wyatt's mind. I thought that was so creative. Um, I definitely had to throw that as an honorable mention. The Stadium Stampede match. Uh, what a fun match. Between Inner Circle mm-hmm. and the Elite, I recommend people to go back and watch it because the match was so fun. It was amazing. Another great match that happened actually in the Performance Center days when uh, SmackDown and Raw were getting taped over there. Uh, this is a gem. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the finals of the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this match was amazing. I think they went through th- three commercial breaks and it was just hard-hitting. Great match. Edge and Orin, which was dubbed the greatest ma- wrestling match ever, Maybe wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever, but it was a really good match. Really good match. Adam Cole, Keith Lee, great American match, great American bash for the for the NXT Championship. Uh, another great match for the NXT brand. Um, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. That match was so good, and it was such a creative way how Sami Zayn won the match. Um, so good. Uh, Reigns and Jey Uso, both the Clash of the Champions match and the Hell in the Cell match, the stories that we're telling uh, from both Roman and Jey was just like, oh my God, remarkable. It was amazing. Osprey Shingo from the G1 Climax. Okada Shingo from the G1 Climax. Uh, Walter 
versus Dragunov from NXT UK. That was a um, good match. Stiff as hell. Literally hamburger meat looked like on their chest. Um, Omega, Adam Page from Full Gear. Another phenomenal match. Young Bucks versus FTR from Full Gear. And both War Games matches. Team Shotzi versus Team Candice LeRae. Undisputed Era versus Team McAfee. And then a match that happened this week. Kyle Riley versus Pete Dunne. That happened in NXT this week. Another okay. great match. So those are all my honorable mentions. Those are all matches that you guys should go watch. But let's get to our final category, guys. Ooh, final category. Let's talk about Male Wrestler of the Year. And I'm sure that people are going to get pissed off with this list. Leo, are you good over there? <laughs> I had like 17 different calls come in. But it's all right. All that's, right. that's what happens when you're here three hours. Hey, we're ready? Male Wrestler of the Year, the final category, guys. We finally made it. We finally made it. The Luchis 2020. Male Wrestler of the Year. All right, guys. Coming in number 10. He's down a couple spots. Number 10. <laughs> oh, sorry. But he definitely sorry. had to make our list because this is a guy that just continues giving the rub to people and he knows how to put the spotlight on each competitor that he works with whether he's catching an L or getting a win he knows how to make his opponent great and you know he says this and at times you can't even argue with him on him being the that I am the best in the world at what I do I prove it I claim it I am it every single night oh a little bit of the bubbly. Everything this guy does is turns into fucking gold. Um, he was higher up on our list last year. He's definitely he hasn't had a that big of impactive run like he did last year. Last year I think he was in our, our number three. He's down a couple spots. He just broke the top ten. Uh, but Chris Jericho, the dude, everything he does is just fucking entertaining or whatever. Um, he's in a position right now that he doesn't need to win championships. Nope. He's just out here. Uh, putting the rub, giving the rub to guys. He's going to give a rub to top flight later on this week on AEW. Um, we saw the stuff that he did with Orange Cassidy, Stadium Stampede, the promos he does, uh, Dinner Devil in Air. Everything this guy does is just fucking amazing. So Chris Jericho makes our list in number 10. I'm okay with that. Girls? Aridian? I, I agree with that too. I think you can put Jericho anywhere and he will exceed your expectations. Um, him on commentary, especially this year, I didn't think I was going to like him as much, but he was really pulling it off. I was like, all right, I see you. Um, I, I like Jericho. I think he's a great character. And even last year with all the momentum he had of a little bit of the bubbly, he blew with that. He was actually selling bubbly on his website. He's a type of guy that could turn a negative into a positive somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with a lot of the things he says, you know, personally outside of wrestling, but I just, I can't deny the fact that the dude really is one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. He's able to reinvent himself so many times. Yep. And, yeah, and, sure. and it's not even a whole reinvention like, you know, Isaac Yankum to Kane, right? It's basically little tweaks here and there that keep him relevant. Yep. As a performer, you have to keep him there. Um, by the way, it, it's kind of like reinvention. Uh, I like reggaeton. A lot of people don't give credit to Plan B, which is one of like the original groups. They always talk about Daddy Yankee. If you actually look at them, they're kind of like the Chris Jericho of that because they're able to reinvent themselves just a little bit mm -hmm. where they're able to stay relevant more than a lot of these other wrestlers in this day and age. Just saying. Dale. Coming in at number nine, he's actually making his return on this list. Um, he's made... 
our two uh, previous Luchis. I think he was number one for 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he's making a return this this year. I, I don't remember that far back. I, I do. I do. I remember <laughs> everything. Uh, and that's AJ Styles. Listen, AJ Styles has had a better year this year, even during the COVID times, compared to what he had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off the year... With the with the feud with Undertaker getting really deep with his promos, calling him Mark and mentioning his wife, um, giving Undertaker one of his better matches in the last couple years, probably the best match uh, he did, even if even though it was cinematic. Also, he rejuvenated the Intercontinental Championship once he won it. It felt like a big deal when he held the Intercontinental Championship. Um, also, he had an incredible ladder match, and now he's ending the year challenging Drew McIntyre for the world title, which it goes down tonight, which could be considered another match of the year. They 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 have all the tools to it be that. So uh, AJ Styles makes his return on the list. I'm just saying, does the WWE ha- like own his uh, Instagram too? Because like, there's not <laughs> one picture of him either. <laughs> Any thoughts on AJ? Just saying, there's a picture of a raccoon. That's about it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I think AJ was pretty um, like in the middle for me throughout the whole year. So I I do see him on the list but i do get why he's like towards the bottom because like he didn't like have any amazing moments like i did like the boneyard match but i was like okay Mm -hmm. um not really like the biggest fan but i think he's he's all right i could never get into aj sergio hates this because he's a huge aj styles fan sergio's a a good brother damn it (laughs) and i call him boring and sergio doesn't appreciate that Right now, wow. Show's over. We don't need to hear the rest. (laughs) (laughs) No, Teddy's entitled to her own opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna knock her for that. (laughs) He gave you the he gave you the go, the go ahead. Oh no, no, that's it. Like I I'm not interested in the dude. Okay. (laughs) Wait, she's allowed to say that, but I can't say that I have no opinion on (laughs) Listen man, I I mean I I respectfully disagree. Uh Tremendously, and obviously her husband does too. But that's her opinion. I can't knock her for that. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, number eight. I'm sure Teddy's gonna have a different opinion about this person. Coming in number eight, that's Tetsuya Naito. Um, mm-hmm. he started off the year hot, even with the pandemic, uh, happening and NJPW not running as much shows like they normally would. He still found a way to you know still remain on top and. After dropping the titles to Evil, he regained it back again, and mm-hmm. now he's going to Wrestle Kingdom double champion. So uh, Tetsu Naito makes his list. Looking at looking at your list, uh, oh um, boy, here we go. I mean, I, I have the list in front of me, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I disagree on why he's number eight. I think Naito should be a little bit higher. There. Yeah, he should be a little bit higher. But you know what, Mario? I respect your list. <laughs> Already in. <laughs> I respect the list, but I disagree. Sorry, go ahead. He's had a really great year. This guy's got a fantastic hair, fantastic <laughs> style, fantastic flair in the ring. Like, he could do no wrong. So I do agree with Teddy that he could have been a little bit higher on the list, but I'm not hating the position. He's still on the top 10. Are you girls okay that he's on the list? Yeah. I mean, um, he deserves to be on the list. Okay. Yeah, so so at good. least he's on there, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Coming in at number seven, NXT champion Finn Balor. This is a guy, he rejuvenated, rejuvenated himself the second he went back to NXT. It's a completely different monster with Finn Balor. And since the beginning of 2020, he hasn't even catched L's. This guy, people forget. 
He hasn't lost. So Finn Balor, still NXT champion. Yeah, he got he got hurt or whatever. Um, he was out for a couple weeks, but uh, he's uh he's you know he's coming back and he has a big match in early twenty twenty one. So Finn Balor is number seven. I'm okay with Finn Balor being there. I think yeah. I, I think yeah, what what happened with him and again when the when the people booking the show do not get what you are, then you might as well just go somewhere else. Because, again, if you look at a lot of these people, you get that disconnect from NXT to the main roster, but then you're able to see right away, he's back, and then boom, Prince David is back, yeah. you know, that whole edgy thing is back, you understand what his character is, and a lot of the writing has to do with it. So, you know, again, was he if he was in NXT all year, then it would have been a I lot think higher. Finn, I think with Finn Balor is... Kind of, kind of like Roman Reigns. Like I feel like when he was on Raw and SmackDown, I feel like he was trying to like kind of figure himself out and was like kind of playing a character. And now that he's NXT, because you know NXT, they don't really try to like over overproduce you. It feels like himself. Like when he cuts a promo, it feels like it's coming from him and not something that he read on a script. Exactly, girls. I like Finn Balor. I think that he came back. Mm-hmm. Really completely different. He had tattoos on his hands. I was like, what? Were they the best tattoos? I don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to knock him or like whatever. Everybody has their own taste, right? Um, but I think that he's been really great in ring. And NXT, I think, is his place to shine because on the main roster, like he was not having the greatest of luck no. and the greatest of storylines. So in NXT, I think he's really doing great right now. I don't, I don't think, I myself don't think his tattoos are necessarily bad. I just think they're very weirdly placed. Me and Sergio talked about this at the time. Sergio has a ton of tattoos and he judges people's tattoos all the time. So he's always like, oh, from Balor's tattoos. Damn, now you, got me thinking like wonder, now you got me thinking, I wonder what Sergio thinks of my tattoos. <laughs> oh, sir. have the same tattoos. Like, <laughs> Mario, Sergio does not think anything bad about you. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you this right now. He's There's like, not one thing. That no, it's always like oh Mario. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like Mario. that. Oh, <laughs> good, good brother Sergio. That's my guy right there. That's my guy. I cannot. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think. Go ahead, what? Teddy. Go ahead, Teddy. No, no what? What are you saying? We need to have him on the show. That's all I know. Who's our our first rotating third? Twenty twenty one. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> well, that would be so cool, actually. <laughs> We need oh, to, he would love that. We we need to get gonna, good, we need to get good brother gonna, Sergio on. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get so nervous when I tell him like, oh, they want you on the show. He's gonna be like, don't tell him, don't tell Mario, him. and be like, yeah, Mario wants him. So <laughs> and don't like, tell him. Teddy, why are you rolling your eyes? Just t- just tell him it's a Zoom call. That's it. We'll put him on the spot. Go. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Sergio loves Mario so much. Like, the, the, the friendship, I can't explain it. They met for like two hours, and now they're best friends. Literally, literally, was like two hours, and now I don't know. The love is, it's um. He's a good brother. He's a good brother. Hey, Mario's just a talker. I'm just huh? talking. Yeah. And and Sergio's the opposite, Leo. Yeah, when you is you ever hopefully you get to meet us in person one day. Sergio's the total opposite from Mario. Hello. He gives, Shrugs and facial expression. That's what you get from Sergio. The best is when you guys guys tell me stories about Sergio and then you go like, Sergio, what's your opinion? He's like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) he literally, yeah. That's my guy, good brother Sergio. All right. This is a good transition because you said awkward place tattoos and Mm -hmm. this person coming in. (laughs) 
Mike oh, Tyson. Gosh. oh no! Oh, Coming in no. at number six. Speaking number six. of awkward place tattoos, number six. It's Cody Rhodes. Now listen, I know some people might shit on Cody Rhodes being on this list wow. and the year that he's had because oh he's a booker, he's a VP or whatever. But this guy never misses a beat with his promos, mm-hmm. with his matches. Yeah. Yes, he booked himself to win the TNT Championship, but he had some prestige to the title. I mean, maybe you could. Kind of red flag and be like, ah, oh, but was it? Should Cody Rhodes have beaten Brody Lee for that TNT championship? Uh, you could question that. It's debatable, yes, but overall, Cody Rhodes has had a great year, and he has a he and gave, he has a weird tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he gave so many people while he was the TNT champion. He gave so many people opportunities. Come yep. on, like this dude. Um, he's great at what he does: promos, wrestling, outside of wrestling. Um, the way he dresses, are you kidding me? The way he dresses alone, like I'm the type of person I look into that, and those suits, let me tell you, they're not cheap, yeah. Um, all tailored, yes. Oh my god, I don't know. I think Cody Rhodes deserves to be on here, he is definitely one of the greatest in the business, yeah. When he was champion, he was having all of these indie people come in and challenge for the belt. We had Warhorse. we had Eddie Kingston come in, and that's when we were first like introduced to Eddie Kingston, and then afterwards, you know, we had. A lot more go on but cody really gave an opportunity to people in the indies which i think is great not only on aew uh he had a lot going on i remember we were at um c2e2 when cody had the neck tat and he covered it with a scarf because he didn't want to expose that he had just gotten a neck tattoo but teddy was like something's up with his neck what's yeah. happening and i'm like i what? knew it and cody was like oh it's just really cold in chicago <laughs> i was like bro it's the summer what are you talking about <laughs> it's still like, cold in chicago I just remember like, seeing that tattoo. It, it I remember seeing that tattoo, and I'm like, "Man, I hope this is just like one of them scratch off joints that you could just scratch <laughs> no, off or something." No, no, it's not. Oh no, it's not. man! I, apparently, Brandy got hot at him because he got the tattoo on his neck. I bet. <laughs> so, I don't know. She defends him now. She's like, "The tattoo is fine." Yeah, but yeah. At the, maybe yeah, because now she, she had so many months to like deal with it. Like it's already on. But like, I think when it first happened, I think Brandy probably hit him with this. Uh, to your girl's points, you know, you guys were talking about who, you know, who he went up against, and and you can't just look at wins and losses, right? So right. after double or nothing, right? He did beat these people, but I want I want to make the point to how he made them shine, right? Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, Ricky Starks before he was signed, Jake Hager, Sony uh, Sonny Kiss. Eddie Kingston, Warhorse, Scorpio Sky, all these people, even though he did get the win, but he made them shine. I remember the Scorpio Sky match specifically because I honestly thought during that match, there were so many false finishes. I'm like, yo, Scorpio Sky's going to do it. So He's going to do it. And then Cody won. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, but, but even though he won, right? And okay, if you just look at the win and loss, right? Okay, he won. But again, he made them look good. He he took them to another level. So, you know, with him being on the list, I'm okay with that. And and to tell you the truth, people are always going to say, oh, no, but he's a VP. He's going to go ahead and put himself over. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. You can't, you can't be more of a figurehead than Vince McMahon. And throughout that whole McMahon and, and Stone Cold thing, most of the time McMahon lost. Most of the time... He lost. So you can't come at me, you know, these WWE people like, oh, but he's a VP, so he's going to be the TNT champion. Forget that. 
You need to have that title to say, okay, you know, we're going to give the opportunity to these people, but then you put them over. You you take them to that next level. And again, a boss is a good boss when they tell you to do something, but they do it, right? Yeah. And that's what mm -hmm. he's doing. He's elevating his peers, guys that, that quote-unquote work for him. If you were really an asshole, you wouldn't even put them over. Yeah. But again... Mm -hmm. He should, in my eyes, he could be higher in this list, right? But I'm okay with the placement. So, Dali. Mm -hmm. Coming in at number five. Number five. Down a couple spots. Last year, he was our wrestler of the year, but now he's number five. And that's Adam Cole, baby. Uh, another guy, like Cody, that he never has a bad match. He kills it in mm -hmm. every promo he's on. Look at the match that he had with Pat McAfee. McAfee. And him not even being NXT world champion mm -hmm. takes nothing away from it. Him losing to Keith Lee took nothing away from from Adam Cole because while NXT while the NXT championship was on Keith Lee, Adam Cole for whatever reason still felt like the man on the show. Yeah. Um, so Adam Cole down a couple spots, but five is not bad. Five is not bad. Five's good, right in the middle. Can you imagine being the iconic duo Adam Cole Bebe and Britt Baker? Like they're both oh. in separate and very different companies, but they're both doing so well. Like Britt yeah. Baker went on record, I believe is on Jericho's podcast. I'm not sure, but uh obviously they're in rival companies, but uh they always talk about they always throw ideas at each other. They're always saying, like, oh, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think that's a good idea? Oh, that'll be a great a great idea. I think that's so that's awesome. So that's so cute. I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, both the the positions they're both in their you know uh, companies. Yeah. Coming in at number four, and I think in the top four, I think this is where we're gonna piss some people off, but I don't give a shit. Um, coming mm -hmm. in at number four, the reason why this guy is not number one because the work that he's doing right now, both on TV, matches, promos, everything this guy is doing is untouchable the only th reason why he's not number one is because it didn't happen all year if he's had if he's having the run that he's currently having now if it started in january going into this year he would easily be the number one wrestler of the year and mm -hmm. that's roman reigns i'm not gonna be biased here just because he's putting on great great work now and be like oh he should be number one yes he's doing the best work of his career you could even make the argument that he's putting the best work in the wrestling world as right now, right now. But he wasn't doing it all year. It, it happened in, in August. That's why he's not number one, but he's number four. You mean four. the whole year is not from August till now? No, but apparently <laughs> some people think that way. Becky Lynch is in number one. Uh, any thoughts on Roman Reigns? Um, Roman came in as a heel and just literally broke Twitter. All of the women... <laughs> I've never seen this ever, okay? I've never Roman seen, out, yeah. Roman came out without a shirt and changed women's lives. <laughs> like, this is, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it. There were so many memes. Him, they know what they're doing with the scripts, okay? The other day he said daddy on TV. Mm -hmm. And you know, somebody just cropped that little section just to have. Yeah. And yeah. he's the head of the table. Like, just these little things that just... For the women who already loved Roman, Roman as a heel is just a different experience. And I, I, I say that he went from like a heel before to a baby face now because people didn't like Roman when he was a baby face. But now that he's a heel, everybody loves Roman. That's what we've always wanted. I remember that when we were always, always tweeting like, 
Roman Roman Reigns should be a heel. He should be a heel. Everyone already boos him. He should be a heel. And now that he finally is, he's delivering. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that many thirsty women in my life. Since the time <laughs> that he removed his shirt or the vest, whatever. And man, like all of the women on Twitter were going crazy. Do I disagree? Not really. But at the same time, like I'm not that thirsty. And you know but, what? Um, oh, go ahead, Russell. The man beat leukemia. Mm-hmm. And he's back being like better than ever the best it's crazy that he's with paul Heyman, and paul Heyman doesn't even have to do anything he's in the background he's in the background he hasn't said anything he doesn't well i don't don't want to say he hasn't added to to roman but roman's doing everything on his own he's cutting all the promos we only see paul Heyman, you know with shocked expressions in during the match but he's not really holding it up like with like how we did with brock lesnar you know Right. Um, it's, it's just a different experience with Roman, and I feel like that just shows how good he is. The thing with Roman Reigns now is that it feels real and it feels believable. Everything prior to this run that Roman Reigns is having right now felt fake. It felt like a script. Produced. It, it felt too produced. And now it, everything that he does in the ring and his promos is just believable. Uh, he's doing the best work of his career. And, you know... Leo and I, going back to three years ago, three, four years ago, were we ever thought us even saying, like, yo, Roman Reigns is that guy right now? No. Like, he, he's that dude. He's, we were he's asking a, for that. And it's not that we hated Roman mm-hmm. Reigns because we knew he was good. It's just the way he was being booked and overpushed. And it's just like, ah, get this guy away from my TV. Like, I don't need to see Roman Reigns in, in five different segments. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, now you're getting what, what you want. Yeah. And the women are getting what they want. Roman Reigns without a shirt. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. <laughs> All right. Comment. Quote, quote of the show, I've never seen so many thirsty women in my life. Just saying. <laughs> Coming in at number three, I think this guy did an incredible job this year, especially with the times that we're living in now. Um, you know, going back to the Royal Rumble after he won it, you're looking like, yo, this guy is going to have such a good year. And then the p- pandemic hit. And it kind of just threw an axe at everything. Um, but even with the times that we're living in, even with no fans, and then they ended the whole Thunderdome gimmick and stuff like that, this guy has been proving the naysayers wrong, having great matches, cutting great promos. He feels like a star. And that's Drew McIntyre um, in his second reign as WWE World Champion. Uh, and then going even to uh, watching his 24 on the WWE mm-hmm. Network, it's it's like how can you not root for this guy, you know? And one and I've talked about this before. If you go back and watch WrestleMania, granted there was no audience, no nothing or whatever. After he won that championship, the shot is of him like reaching into the camera, like he wanted like to touch every single fan and just show his appreciation, how much it means to him on finally getting this moment, but also giving the audience something, an escape of the times that we're living in now so drew mcintyre is number three girls <laughs> i was so sad for drew because he didn't get to have that experience of winning the title with fans yes. um yes. i remember him like looking at the camera and saying thank you like this is because mm-hmm. of you or this is for you and i was like oh my god i'm so happy for him but i'm so sad that I- like I felt the no same one's way. cheering for him he can't hear you know anything 
Um, but I knew that he knew people were cheering at home. But I'm, I am glad that he did get to have his moment at the Royal Rumble, which I wasn't a huge fan of Drew until the Royal Rumble when he took out Brock Lesnar. I was like, this is it. This is the moment. <laughs> I'm sold on this guy. Like, I don't have to see anything else. Um, but I, I do really like Drew McIntyre. I think he had a fantastic year. Yeah, no, I I I agree. I've actually been a, a fan of Drew McIntyre for a while now, and seeing him, I was so happy for him when he won. Even when, um, um, wait, I forgot what I was going to say. But she's still thinking about Roman Reigns. <laughs> she's still thinking about Roman Reigns. I'm telling Adam Page. I am not thinking about Roman Reigns. I'm telling Adam Page about the Roman Reigns comment. <laughs> 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 By the anyway, way, people in I'm the so chat. Go ahead, uh, right. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You were happy when you won. Like, like restaurant Edie said, he didn't get his momentum. Like, that's what sucks. There was no crowd to give him that, oh, my God, you know, the cheer and everything. Yeah. So I do feel bad for him as well. But um, from what I've seen recently and reading, um, I'm happy for him that the dude finally at the top mm-hmm. after being gone from WWE before. He was in WWE, and then he left, and then he came back. I think... Um, also, Drew hit different when he came out with a skirt. It was just like the Roman effect all over again on Twitter. <laughs> I never seen so so many thirsty women over a skirt. <laughs> but you know what? What? And I don't know if you guys have have uh, seen this. Um, the video of him showing up at that I think uh, IWC thing in in I the see, UK. ICW in, in um, ICW in, in that little ring where he comes through the, through the curtain, like. If you want to imagine what him winning the title would have been for, let's say, 100,000 people, you could see him connect to those, like, what was it, 100 people, 200 people in that show? Yeah. Like, they were literally going crazy for this guy. And I'm not going to say you're going to be one of those people, oh, I saw it back then, but I kind of did see it back then because he had them in the palm of his hand. I always saw potential in Drew, and unfortunately, he was booked in certain things three mb like, that's all you gotta say just three mb but but then even even going going to watch his 24 he mm-hmm. just said that he was young in the business he was immature he was unhappy the chosen he, one he had uh problems with alcoholism so there was a lot of stuff that, that was going on and now he's in a different part of his life and you know i like i said like i told you guys before i would love for him to win the royal rumble again and yeah challenge roman you know if he drops that world title i want to i want to see that match i want to see that match again i want to see roman and drew all right coming in number two number two just like drew i think this guy he just like drew number two sorry and i think i think with and like i said everything's subjective right so you could inner swap whatever like i know people were upset about the whole oscar and bailey thing like you could even swap those two like a lot of these are in and you could change them but Moxley, just like Drew, during this pandemic, I think he handled being a world champion amazing as well. Yeah. Putting on great matches with Brody Lee, Kenny Omega. Um, the the match he had with Jericho at Revolution, hearing the roar of the crowd after he won the title and then cutting that amazing promo afterwards saying that this is not just for me, but this is for every single wrestling fan on how he wants to change the business and that he's finally off his um, cuffs, if you will, and this is the real John Moxley. Um, we all saw the potential with him in WWE. He was just booked strangely, unfortunately. Um but I think just like Drew, John Moxley, with the times that we're living in now, did a great job as a world champion. I agree. Um, I don't. I don't even. 
I feel the same way with John Moxley as I do any uh, any other person that came from WWE. He wasn't booked right. Um, and then after hearing like his the who was he talking to? Was it Jericho? Right? He was on Jericho's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, and talking about like he gave us more details into what happens backstage and what he went through backstage. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I felt really bad for him. But at the same time, that's not what he wanted. He didn't want you to feel bad for him. John Moxley is a champion, and I don't see him not being a champ, which is weird because obviously he's not a champ anymore. Um, I don't. But at the same time, I don't know how to put into words <laughs> how I feel about John Moxley. No, seriously, I don't know how to put it into words because I really like him. But then there's also something there that I'm like, mm, I don't know about. I don't and know why. I, I think that goes with him as a person because he's he's a what what is that you always say that psycho no no (laughs) what is it that i'm the introvert what is it introvert 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 and extrovert okay so you could tell he's like an introvert person like he there's like a mystery about him or whatever like you really got to get to know him to get Mm -hmm. like the real feel of who he is as a person and 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 that's nothing wrong with that you know we're all different so i think i kind of get what you're saying teddy uh, about john moxley how there's like it's always like kind of like a question mark that follows him like sort of mm-hmm. um but like he's also like an outlaw and i think that makes it very relatable for the fan base because he's the type of person that goes against the machine yeah 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 okay and <laughs> and you get that with with a lot of people and and a lot of people don't don't understand this like just because you're in front of a mic doesn't mean that you like people <laughs> just because you're in front of a camera doesn't mean that you walk into the room and like hey guys how are you <laughs> sure. like people don't and again you have to separate the performer from the person you yeah, know with, with moxley again and and mario knows this i've had a chance over the past couple of years to meet people that i've idolized right and they're introverts and it's kind of hard to explain to people because, again, we're here on the mic, we're talking, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be, like, when you walk into a room, you're not going to gravitate towards that person because they, they want to be, and I always tell this to people, I am the biggest fly on the wall because unless I know you, I'm not going to talk to you, you know? And, again, it, but people don't understand that. They see Moxley and say, oh, okay, you know, he's going to be Moxley off camera. But that's good because you know what? Those people are the ones that sit and they and they observe and they see and what moves and here and there. And that makes them that much smarter, mm-hmm. you know? And again, with Moxley, it's good that he's on, on uh, number two and he's good that he's there. And I think a lot of us still have that, that backpack that he's still carrying where you associate him with the shield. Right. Where you associate him, what what you were seeing on camera, mm-hmm. he's not that guy. He was playing that guy. Right. I think this is the closest you're gonna get. And 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 again to that to that uh that Jericho thing, he just wants to get on a bike and and you know ride his bike for three hours. And I'm talking about a Harley. I'm talking an actual bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what he likes. That's what he enjoys. You know. And, and again, the people that don't get that are the same people that are like chasing them at the airport. They're the same people that are showing up to their house, you know, again with Moxley. And I, and I think that's why it's hard for us to put it into words that the, is that, is that 
we still think of the gas mask. We still think of the shield. Oh, we still think <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> hey, we have to talk about uh, Roman Reigns leukemia just because I'm going oh, against him. Oh, my God. No. Jeez, that was so bad. Ugh. But that's what I'm saying. Mm, right. But that's, the, and again, now we're connecting with him. And we don't want to be all in, no pun intended, because we still think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Over time, we are going to forget about that, you know? Because, again, he's connecting to people that before maybe didn't even connect to him. Again, to me, the Shield, he was the crazy one. He was the oddball out. Like, he was the, the, the odd one out. Like, yeah. I understood what Roman was doing. I understood what Seth was doing. I didn't understand what Dean was doing. Already, now I do. Already, any it. thoughts on Moxley before we go to our number one and piss people off? <laughs> you know what? I, I do a thousand percent agree that it's really hard to talk about Moxley because there is, you can't describe how you feel. You just know that he's special. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is being himself. Like these promos are like so believable. He really puts himself like in his work. Mm-hmm. And that shows. You know, he accidentally said that Renee was pregnant in one of his promos. Like that was such a Moxley <laughs> thing to do too. <laughs> like, I was just like, you know what? He would do that because you know Moxley's that type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing else that I could say besides like he's special. <laughs> you no. know what's funny? If we compare, if we're comparing like the reveals, right? Like Moxley wow. just cuts it on a promo, and then Brandy Rose and Cody has like this sweet little segment, little <laughs> montage, you know, with like how they reveal that you know she's Video. pregnant. I know, and Moxley's like. Yeah, my wife's pregnant at home. <laughs> and everybody was like, wait, what? <laughs> but but that goes to show you where he's able to be himself. Like, yeah. I seriously think, like, you know, we're sitting here, and if my wife is pregnant, I'm going to drop it like that because that, that's the way that I am. You know what I mean? But that's mm-hmm. where you're able to see, like, that would have never happened in WWE. Oh, yeah. Dean Ambrose would have yeah. never even talked about riding his bike in the desert. He would have never talked about his wife being pregnant. But you see the difference. You see, and, and and it's funny because they're able to be themselves. And I think over time, and it, it's just a matter of time, where you're going to connect with the Orange Cassidy's. You're going to connect with the uh, Moxley's. You're going to, you're connecting with the guy. And, and somebody said he should be number one. Uh, the the bald guy from, uh, fuck, John Silver. Oh. <laughs> okay. If you, if you would have been listening to the whole show, you no, would no, know no, he was an honorable mention. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is this. If over time, you're going to connect John with Silver him. Is number one. What's wrong No, no, I'm you? just... But but what I'm saying is this. He could be because he's not confined to a box. He's able to try things out, even though it may be campy, even though it may be out of line, but you're still able to connect with him. That's what I'm trying to say. Again, you're, it's going to take time, but eventually you're going to have a lot of these AEW performers that are going to connect with people a lot better than, you know, a Roman Reigns right. with his shirt on. Just saying, because you, right. you can't fight that. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's piss off the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, drum roll. G- uh, coming are in. Are we doing this? No. You, coming okay. in. Number, I got it. Number one. Coming in at number one. Ding. Male wrestler. Of 2020. You can make the argument when it comes to Randy Orton with the year that he's been having that 
He's doing some of the best work in his entire career, and he has a lengthy career. The yep. kid started in 2002 when he first got called up uh, from developmental. The kid. Um, no. <laughs> Randy Orton this year, since the beginning, mm-hmm. since after the Royal Rumble, right, he had that face-off with Edge and took the audience by the throat and had it in the palm of his hand, beating the shit out of Edge. Since that point forward, everything that this guy's been doing has been money. Yep. He he knows he's an old school performer that knows how to grab the audience and make you feel like a whole bunch of shit, you know? Uh, while, yes, it's a performance art that we're watching, but, like, you felt fucked up and emotional watching Edge game beat up. Like, how can you do this? And then you throw Beth Phoenix invo- involvement in it and Randy Orton... RKO's her, right? Ruthless as hell. The the storytelling between Edge and Randy going into WrestleMania, then having the quote-unquote greatest wrestling match ever, which was great. Uh, everything that Randy's been doing has been great. Also, you got to give some credit to Randy with Drew's success also. Yeah. The few that they've had, the incredible matches they both had. The Hell in a Cell matches, the ambulance match, also him taking out legends, even though some of it is a little bit cartoony when he had like, I think it was like a mask or something, he turned off the lights and beat the shit out of like, it was like four different legends. I think it was like Sean, Christian, Big Show, and Ric Flair. Him, him kicking Ric Flair. And there were so many things that Randy Orton did this year that you're like, yo, this guy's just, just like Sasha Banks and, 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 and Bailey. They were the show. We were watching the WWE program for anything that Randy Orton was doing or anything that Sasha Banks and Bailey were doing. They were carrying the show. Randy Orton, and even going to now, him getting removed from the title picture. Fucking, he just set the fiend on fire this past week. (laughs) And now they're going to have some gimmick Infernal match. We don't know if it's going to be cinematic or not, but we're into it. We want to know what the fuck's going to happen here between Randy and Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton has, I would have never thought in the beginning of 2020, like January 1st, if I had to predict who's going to be wrestler of the year, I would have never thought it would be Randy Orton. I probably would have went with Will Ospreay. I'm like, nah, Will Ospreay's <laughs> going to kill it this year. And Will Ospreay didn't even make it our top 10, no. which he was number two last year. Now, part of it is because of pandemic and everything that's going on, you know, with, with New Japan on running shows. And maybe that's the reason why Naito was so low because New Japan wasn't running that many shows and he wasn't getting that much TV time like some of these other competitors. And listen, we didn't even talk about Ring of Honor and MLW this year. You know why? Because they stopped running shows. And they in both companies, while well, Ring of Honor, they, they just, they, they no matter what they do, it's like they can't catch a break. But MLW, they have amazing talent, but they stopped running shows. So with this whole COVID edition of the Luchis, a lot of it is subjective. Because it's a weird time that we're living in. And thank God. If not, the show would have been eight hours long. <laughs> right. But if you look at Randy Orton's 2020, it, it's kind of hard to argue him not being wrestler of the year. You can't. You can't. And again, it, and that's where people, and I say it all the time with soccer, like sometimes you got to take the, the, the home shirt off and look at, look at it like you're not, like you're not in it. Right. So and and I go back to you remember his his first meaningful storyline with Randy Orton? I think it 
if I had to go back, I mean, his evolution stuff was cool, and then him winning the world title, and then, you know, Triple H with the thumbs down. But I think for me, right, yeah. for me, just looking at his career, the one that really meant the most and I mm-hmm. think took him to another level uh-huh. was with his feud with The Undertaker. Okay. Mick Foley. Oh, that's right. That was, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, you can make the argument for Mick Foley too. The whole legend killer thing mm-hmm. and the whole, you know what I mean? But I think with Mick Foley, Foley actually saw something in him. Where and again and, and it goes back to what we were talking about before with Charlotte. The last name is gonna get you there. But you have to perform. And okay, you could perform for a couple of years, but how long has this guy been doing it? Two thousand three, that's seventeen years. I still got the math. Uh seventeen years, you know? Uh and with everything that's happened, with everything that and for him to do this on his seventeenth year, that says something about him. That says that, that he understands what his character is and the people that make the decisions also understand that, hey, Randy may be this this weird guy, this, you know, a- anti-establishment and everything, but you got to let him do what he knows how to do. So, go ahead. Girls, any thoughts on Randy Orton? You know, Randy has been putting in work this year. Not only did he have a feud with Edge, but he had a match against Christian. Like Christian came back and had a match with this guy. Was it the best match? No. It was, it was a match with Jace. It was a match with Jace. <laughs> it, it was it was a match, you know, mm-hmm. quotes. Um, but he he was there, and that's like a huge part of of this year is because of COVID. It really mattered if you were there because a lot of people couldn't be on the show, and not only if you were there, but if you put on a show. So Randy was doing all of that this year. I don't really, I can't really say that I don't like him being number one because, you know, as I said before, I haven't watched the product mm-hmm. all year. Um, I don't like him. So that's the only reason I'd be like, oh, I disagree. I really don't like Randy Orton. But um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I'd rather I have. I, Go ahead. I can't disagree with him being Shut number up, one because don't... I don't watch WWE. Dog. <laughs> well, that was our Luchis. Wow, what a long show. <laughs> well, uh, um, according yeah. to our recorder, three hours and 56 minutes that we've been recording, wow. but we've been on the air for three hours and 41. That's crazy. <sighs> um, so rest friends, thank you so much for doing the show. I warned you guys this was going to be a long show. Oh, um, no, we knew it was going to be a long we show. We knew. Mm-hmm. Um, in there for the long haul. Clear my schedule. No, but uh, rest friends, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for doing the Luchis with us. Um you know, I love you guys. You guys are my kids. Um, but give your plugs, anything you want to talk about before, um, you know, we give our final thoughts because this is the final show of 2020. So, uh, Rush Runs, go, you know, shoot your, you know, sh- whatever you got to say. <laughs> shoot your shot, oh, whatever you want to say. <laughs> you can go subscribe to us on YouTube at Rush Friends. Listen to our podcast, the Rush Friends podcast on and wherever you listen to your podcast, um, Apple, from your iPhone, from Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. You can also follow us on Twitter, tweet us, Instagram. Right now, we're a little dry and on our social media because it is the end of the year. And, you know, you know, 2020, we all know 2020 hasn't been the greatest year. But hopefully 2021, our spirits are back up and we're back on Twitter full time and back on Instagram full time. Um I sometimes tweet a lot of shit, so I think you should definitely <laughs> follow me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, follow us. <laughs> uh, and yeah, am I missing something, Restaurant? No, you, I think you got it all good, Restaurant. You really okay. Yeah, and you, I feel like 
we share the same Twitter account, but people know who tweets what. Like, I feel oh, like for you sure. can tell. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> kind of like you could tell that I'm the one doing the post on Lucha because of the way I am. <laughs> like, yeah. you could tell, like, yes. <laughs> like that, yes. that bold guy, that bold guy, whatever his name is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, Leo, bro, this is our final wrap-up for the year. What you got, bro? All right. Uh, the girls are not going to be able to see this, but we can see it on the video. Okay. So, when I was looking through our page to do the stuff for here, right, I was able to pull up this picture that I'm putting on screen right now. That picture, we took it July 12, 2017. Just chasing a dream, right? That's what we've been doing. Here we are. December 20th, 2020. How, how, what show is even this? 139,412? I, uh, I want to <laughs> say it's 163. Close enough. <laughs> I said uh, 137. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. In, in this whole time, going on three and a half years, if my math serves me correct, two and a half, I don't care. Anyway, um, we've been through a lot. We met. At something that had nothing to do with wrestling. I've always told people, I'm an introvert. You're the extrovert. Like, it's basically this. But I want to thank you, Mario, for everything that you do on our page, for everything that you do on the show, for all the producing stuff that you do. Because, again, I watch the show as much as, as Teddy does. Uh, again, I don't watch it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on in life and in wrestling and all this. But I want to thank you, man. Because of this, and, and, and I always joke around, hey, our shows take forever, but I don't care. As long as they don't kill each other upstairs, I'm okay, and I'll keep <laughs> doing this. Um, but again, wrestling, ha in all its faults and all its issues and all its, its crazy people that are in this, you're able to find four people, six people, Dream Match, you know, all the people that we've had on here, and but you're able to find friends. Right. And and through all the bullshit and through all this, again, we can have a, a four-hour conversation about people that we watch on TV, but it's okay. But it's okay. At the end of the day, that's what we're doing, man. We're just chasing dreams, and and I'm happy to do this. And, and again, as long as they don't kill each other upstairs, <laughs> we'll keep doing this. Um, we've done it. From a closet, we've done it from an attic. We've done it from a child's room. We've done it from <laughs> a child's room with, uh, was it Star Wars curtains in the back? And we were stupid because we had a green screen and we could have blocked that out. But you know what? We've done the show out of a out of a table. Mm -hmm. um, and you've been through it all. Yeah, man. And you know what's coming 2021. Right. They don't know what's coming 2021. But it's okay. Because we're just chasing a dream, and I don't have to plug anything because we plug it all the time. But <laughs> just know that everything that we do, we do it because we love wrestling. I do it because I love soccer. I, I was able to find a passion I didn't even know I had. And when you said, hey, Leo, we should do a show. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. And I've never worked as hard as I have in my life. And I know that you always tell me, hey, so how do you feel? I'm tired. <laughs> but it's worth it. But it's worth it. Lucha yeah. Outsiders would never be anything without you. And I still take credit for opening up the Instagram page. And I'll take the credit to the day I die. But I love it. So go ahead. Thanks, dude. Not uh, not the credit. I'm saying I love it because, you know, we're doing this. Go um, well, 
let me thank you for also doing this. Uh, no, nah, fuck that guy. Be, being on this journey with me, doing this podcast. Um, you know, I love wrestling. They, they were, I told this to the restaurants before. There was two things that I wanted to do growing up. Either become a professional wrestler or, be, or get into broadcasting. Um, obviously, I didn't do that because I'm a rebel. Life. My, <laughs> right. Life. My life was all over the place. So I didn't pursue those things. So that's why I hold Lucha Outsiders very close to me. Like, this is my baby. Um, and listen, we, we, we've we grown a lot. Um, we've had ups and downs. We, we had to go different routes on the show. But at the end of the day, we are the core people of this show. And that's not a dig at Sam. I love Sam. Sam is always going to have yeah. a, a, a spot on the show. Sam, Frank the Tank. Nah, not Frank the Tank. Fuck him. (laughs) Not Frank the Tank. Fuck fuck that guy. I'm taking one of your lines now. Fuck that guy. No, but... but, So, let me address the elephant in the room with Sam. You know, everybody... Because everybody likes to speculate. Listen, we love Sam. Sam... Sam is always welcome to come back on the show. The thing is, he's gone through a lot in yeah. this past year. So he took in, he's taking a break from wrestling. I was talking to Sam this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying he's starting to get back into the product a, a little bit. So I told him, whenever you want to come back, even if it's just for a one-off, you could always come back and do the show with us. You'll always have a spot here. Of course. So there's no beef. So stop trying to speculate and think like, oh, well, you, yeah, fuck sh- that guy. Shut up. Not Sam. Um, but Leo thank you for being on this journey with me Uh, oh yeah people don't know because I hate people I really do and (laughs) I I even I even can't stand some of the followers we have because you guys are fucking annoying fucking breaking down and nitpicking every fucking post like shut up shut up but I ignore all of y'all but um, this doing the, the producing for this show um, every post that I do on the pages does help i don't want to say mental health because i feel like a lot of people just use that term a lot um but it does help i guess my my sanity if that makes any sense i've been through a lot the last couple years um very few people know about that um but doing this show and doing everything i do on the page on a daily basis does help me out mentally you guys won't even imagine like what goes through on my head but um mm-hmm. this does help me out a lot i definitely want to thank the rest friends i love you guys you guys are my kids um any way i can continue supporting y'all putting your product out there i will continue doing so you guys already know that i've told you guys that a thousand times uh i want to th- thank sam you know sam was yeah. a a different maker the second uh he he changed the game for us. He was the he, cleanup guy. He was a cleanup guy. <laughs> he added a different perspective on the yeah. show. Um, even though sometimes he would say some crazy <laughs> shit and we were like, Sam, what are you talking about? But he definitely added a different perspective on the uh, show. And mm-hmm. sometimes we do miss that. We're not yeah. going to sit here and lie. And like I said, Sam is always welcome to come back on the show. I also want to thank every single rotating uh, third and fourth, just like the rest friends, um, our homie Glenn. Uh, hopefully we can yeah. get him back into uh, back on the show 2021. Uh, Such a talent, bro. Talented Such too. A talent. If you guys yeah. don't follow Glenn, um, follow him. Also, Devin Dollface, mm-hmm. her perspective on wrestling is hilarious. Right now, she's going through a rough uh, patch in her life, so definitely send her best wishes. But Devin Dollface, yeah. she's been amazing the time she's been on the show. So shout out to Devin Dollface. Uh, also, Ryan Radar, Ryan Radar, yeah. and the whole Royal Ramble crew. Uh, he's hilarious. He's a young kid, but. He's very mature for his age, and yeah. and just don't talk about the Mets. Don't Listen. talk about the Mets, and don't <laughs> and and don't talk about Tropicana Field. So he'll go uh, off, he'll go on a rant because of that. Um, uh, his that that kid's perspective on the business is is really good, and he's a really smart dude. Also, our homie Dream Match, 
Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dream from Dream Match Wrestling, another guy who's been supporting us, and we've been supporting him um, since we kind of found each other's pages. Uh, a talented artist, him and his lady. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you follow Dream Match Wrestling. Also, our number one supporter since we started this journey, and that's the Hill Marks. Yeah. Uh, Brady and Danielle. Our oh, first collab. Our first collab. <laughs> I was very fortunate to do their podcast this year, um, not too long ago, and hopefully we could get this crossover episode coming in 2021. There's so many people that the we weekends have, of wrestling, weekends of wrestling with us. There's so many people mm-hmm. that we have to thank, and also the Fots. Even yeah. though some of y'all, the friends of the show, <laughs> even though some of y'all are fucking annoying, but we love them though. We love them though. I, I think it's pretty cool the fact that you guys take your time and watch us on Facebook Live for fucking three hours yeah. breaking down the best of the best of 2020 or listening to the podcast, which is something that I push heavily uh, with, the, with the podcast. If you guys missed the live show, make sure you- We got you, people that listen to us in Ireland. Ireland, the UK, fucking Canada, all over the place. There's so many people that listen to us around the world. So thank you so much to every mm-hmm. single person that either ch- listen to an episode or, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys so much. It means the world to me. Uh, you can follow the rest friends at rest friends everywhere. You can follow the old man Leo at show Fuboleo. You can follow me at rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, even though we, we do nothing on Twitter, yeah, we do, no, we don't but <laughs> if you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and that is it. Are you fucking kidding me? Really, Leo? Really? <laughs> You're not gonna fuck me. No. Uh, so, uh, and I'm gonna go through a couple of names because these are the people that, that are on there. But Jessica Hoffman, Antonio Tovio, Chris Wren, um, there's a whole bunch of Renato Idrovo. He's over there in Chicago. Again, we couldn't do this without you guys. Gadiel Soto, Dream Match was also on there. Um, Everybody that's on there, guys, again, we want to thank you guys. But it's fun. This is fun. Rest friends, thank you for putting up with us for three hours. <laughs> thank you for having us back. Thank you for, yeah, that was really fun. I know it was long. Honestly, it did not feel it like it was feel. that long. Yeah. I had so much said. fun. <laughs> really, Leo? Really? What? I have to throw one in there. Like that? No, sorry. You ain't shit. I love The Office, by the way. That That's the funniest show ever. <laughs> if you guys do anything between Christmas and New Year's, Watch it because they're going to take it off on Netflix. Take it down. Just saying. Just saying. But don't Just worry, saying. guys. You will be seeing the Rush Friends once again on the Lucha Outsider Show in 2021. The collabs will continue happening. Mm-hmm. And we got some good shit happening, bro. Yeah, hopefully 2021 will be better than this year. Just saying. Just saying. By yeah, the way, hopefully. people love people love the Ric Flair tree. Just saying. I might leave it there for the rest of the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm such a Grinch. I'm such a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> No, but hey, just enjoy your family. Again, life life was hard this year, but just enjoy those little things. Enjoy your family. Enjoy wrestling, even though we don't watch it. Dale. All right. For the rest, friends, already in Teddy. Yeah. For the old man, Leo. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next year, guys. Four hours. Keep it Rated R. Stay too sweet. Oh my god. I'm, I'm fucking back. I'm fucking exhausted. <sighs>
My wife texted me when we first started. You she, had like 10 million calls, uh, Leo. Dude, like, and she was like, you guys are still doing this show? I was like, yeah, babe. <laughs> but, hold on, wait. Hold on, Leo. First of all, Dale. did you give her the heads up that today was a Lucci yeah, and it was going to be a long she, show? Bro, bro, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't care. <laughs> Not at all. But let me put you on camera so the girls can see you because they've been seeing my ugly face. Hey, boom. There's Mari. No, we got to turn this off. Ay, Dios mío. Espérate, Canon. 